What's up, home slice? Nothing much. It is a Monday. <laughs> so I had class. I like, I don't know. I love the clarification of like time and space. I think it's fun because then you listen to it and you're like, no, it's not Monday. This comes it's out Wednesday. on Wednesday. Dummy. We're actually recording it the Monday before this Wednesday. Yeah. That puts it in place for anyone. A little bit of scheduling stuff. Yeah. Go down. A little bit. Yeah. It, it like I think that's going to be part of it, especially with Ooh. recording on weeknights. Yeah. Because sometimes just, like tonight, just weird stuff happens. Valid. Oh, how was your birthday? It was, it was a great time. What'd y'all do? We went to, we did like... We ate in the cafeteria because it's just free. And so <laughs> we uh, just like all met up and had a big long table and could get infinite food. So it worked out really well because everybody just got mm. what they wanted, infinite drinks. It's great. And we just swiped everyone we brought with us in. Oh, that's cool. Um, So like nobody had to pay for anything. And then we went to my room and had cupcakes and chilled out for a little while because some people had because it was a Wednesday so there was yeah. like conflict so we waited for everyone who wanted to go to the next few things and we went and played pool at a pool bar and then and I got a free drink there because she saw on my ID because they had to birthday? check they had to check Aww. ages there so she saw yeah she's like oh you're 21 you have to get something and I was like no nah, we're going out after so I'm just like gonna wait she's like I'll get you something and she <laughs> made the best drink I've ever had what was it <laughs> It was, like, vanilla vodka with, like, watermelon and something, some other flavoring. It tasted exactly like the pink Starburst. <gasps> and it it didn't taste like alcohol, and it tasted like liquefied pink Starburst. It was Revolutionary. great. No, I, I have to go figure out what that was. <laughs> like, I need her to show me bottle by bottle what she did, because that was so good. And then we went to the bar after. Yep. Did you see we, your, like, parents or your sister at all? I saw them this weekend mm-hmm. uh, for birthday day. It was just local. Because it was Wednesday, so I didn't want, like, people driving. Yeah. Weird hours. Um, I forgot your sister also turned 21. Hi, Ashley. <laughs> my twin sister, yeah. Yeah, the twin sister was born on the same day as you, who I've yeah. known my entire life. It was hers, too. I forget you have a sister. <laughs> I have two. <laughs> Roxy doesn't count. <laughs> Because Roxy's older than us. She's yeah. the cool older sister who moved out. Oh, yeah. Like in the movies. No, literally. She's the cool older sister. We had the coolest waitress. We went to this diner in town Hi, Roxy, after the bar. And it was like it was like 2 in the morning. And so we, we roll up into this diner, all having had been at the bar since 9. Nice. And it's 2 now. So... <laughs> Oh, and it was, te- if you paid $10, there was no cover because it's one day. It was dollar burgers. And if you paid $10, you got bottomless anything they had on draft. <laughs> so it was $10 to drink the whole night. That's sick. It's the best deal ever, and they do it every Wednesday. So <laughs> so you found a new weekly tradition is what I'm and, hearing. Oh, yeah. And they, like, have everything on tap. 
I had so much twisted tea. <laughs> I remember you texted me about the bottomless twisted tea. Yeah, someone had told us it was bottomless twisted tea only. And, like, oh. that's cool with me because I love twisted tea. But we get there and it's anything on draft. And they have, like, 25 different things. So I know people who had, like, a different drink the whole night. And you'd walk up and be like, what you got now? And, like, they were going down the, the thing. It was it was great. That's awesome. Oh, my uh, God, yeah. you're 21. We had a, a waitress at this diner, a local place. Uh, and she, we walk in, and, like, she sits us at the big booth because it was, like, ten of us. And she's like, I'm going to get y'all some waters. Y'all look like y'all been having some fun tonight. It was so <laughs> funny. I'm going to get y'all some water. I think, like, all of us got waffles. Like, it was so fun. She, she like, and she was telling us stories, and, like, she got, she made sure everyone was taken care of. We love Miss Tracy. Um, <laughs> Not the name drop for Tracy. Oh, my, Tracy with the ass? Tracy with the Honda? I don't know if this will give away the location, but there's a huge, like, local conspiracy theory, because this place just about opened Tracy? back up. Tracy? No, about the diner, oh. which I'm not going to... It is a local diner, so I can't give the name, but there is... <laughs> they burned down a few years ago mm-hmm. and just reopened, and, like, it's always... There was always people in there. We were not the only people there, and it was 2 in the morning. Yeah. It's, like, a huge hit. Food is great. Um, but there's a huge conspiracy theory that it was burned down for insurance money. Nice. Like, it was an inside joke. Because it's, like, there's these restaurants and, like, local businesses in mm-hmm. town that I go to school in. And, <laughs> um, and it's, like, 12 brothers that, like, run this. They have, like, a monopoly on the <laughs> It's, like, some big conspiracy theory. So they think the brothers burned it down for insurance money to keep, like, these businesses popping. I mean, but I you know what? Past them. All the ones that I know of, like, are run by one of the brothers. All the food is phenomenal, so they can do whatever they want because they, they make soul. bomb food. Have you seen the theory that Maroon Five sold their soul to the devil? Yeah, it's, I think we've talked it's about very this. that. It's giving very that, especially with the tea that just came out. Man, fuck Adam Levine. But any, but we knew that. We knew that. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, there's a, a conspiracy theory that got popular on Tumblr that Maroon 5 sold their soul to the devil to constantly be, like, the best band of all time, but never anyone's favorite band. <laughs> like, no one, like, actually gives a shit about Maroon 5, but all of their songs are, like, topping the charts. I'm sorry everyone can hear me, like, panic open and close my water bottle i just thought about that no you just good. leave it open caroline texted me because she was listening to our oh my god my birth control shut up i took it i'm gay <laughs> like um caroline texted me i love caroline hi caroline um hi first of all she snapchatted me flip like flipping me off and said like fuck you i will continue to listen backwards um and then second she texted in our group chat today like mac are you hitting your vape while the the recording's going because i can hear it (laughs) it's not a vape but it yeah (laughs) and you definitely (laughs) just can (laughs) check out my uh 20 off spirit halloween coupon (laughs) can't wait to use that why is it the of a piece of paper that's what i said it's giant for it's a coupon massive. 
I love Spirit Halloween. I, my favorite are all the pictures of like the Spirit Halloween sign over like a defunct Sears sign or like oh, a yeah. coal sign. It's just a virus of a, a business. And I, right, I've been like 10 times already and it's not mm-hmm. October yet. Like it's it my favorite place on the planet. I, I wish they Halloween. opened up in July. <laughs> like Yeah, I wish it was year round. I wish they didn't have to take over these businesses. They should just be year round. Have you watched Solar Opposites? Not yet, no. You should. It's on Hulu, and it's essentially like aliens crash landed on Earth when their planets exploded, so they kind of have to learn like how to be people. Mm-hmm. And the subplot of the show is that the little alien children start to shrink down the people that piss them off and put them <laughs> in what is essentially a giant hamster cage in their wall. <laughs> And the subplot of the show is, like, a political drama happening within this wall. Like, people at the top of the wall are more important. There's political assassinations. There's, like, a mouse, like, a mouse milk situation. Like, the bottom of the wall gets flooded at one point. There's murder, death, intrigue. Like, it's a whole thing. But This is crazy. <laughs> there's one episode where one of the aliens starts having like stress panic so they have to like face his stress all of this leads up to the joke that the most stressful place on earth is a spirit halloween that's open year round because how can they stay open year round like (laughs) why do they have disc or ps5s at like above market rate like how what are they doing definitely just like a front for the mob or something like it's (laughs) like no, there's a shoe store in the town I live in, Redacted, um, but the gag is it's a completely white building with tinted windows and no sign, but it's like an expensive shoe store, and every time we drive past it, I'm like, that's not a shoe store. But yeah, like, no way. They have like four pairs of shoes, maybe. That is a money laundering scheme. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And they spend it on shoes. Sure. Have you seen that thing that there's more mattress stores in the continental United States than there are Starbuckses? What? What do you? Who needs to buy a mattress that often? Yeah, that whole thing where you're like, you have to replace them every two years or you'll die. No, guess I'll die. Yeah, I'm not buying a mattress every two years. Nah, mattresses are expensive. We got exactly. ours off of These Amazon. dorm mattresses, these probably have been here since the school opened, and they're still <laughs> kicking it. Like, we're good. I, I personally was a fan of my prison cell mattress in my dorm room. Yeah, like, last semester I didn't even have, like, a, a, a topper on it. It was just, know. like, sheet over the rock-hard mattress. <laughs> um, but the now I was... I was donated a, a topper because they were like, how do you sleep on this bed? <laughs> Not the pity topper. Yeah. No, we Don't got our mattress in a fucking box on Amazon. And it had to, like, grow over the course of a few days. I've seen those, like, ads for those where they just have to... Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Oh, my Great God. Great concept, though. Like that. Yeah, shrink it down. Send it to me. Yeah. Okay. Should we start? You ready to jump in? Uh, yeah, sure. On another unrelated note, immediately before filming, or recording this podcast, because we don't film, thanks, Adam, for roasting us. Oh, wait, um, you gotta mute the the FaceTime, I think. Mine is muted. Oh. 
Yeah, it's muted. Where am I? Talk? Hello? Now it's not muted. And now my phone won't charge. Okay, technology's taking over. Hello? 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 Is it good now? I turned uh, it off talk and turned it back on. Yeah, it's good. Okay. I clicked it a few times, so. But immediately before recording, John messaged me and says he's about to do a podcast that he wants us to be on. Let's go. I'll do it. Yeah, we're sister podcasts now, John. That's so we're, great. We're the cool older sister. We're the Roxy. We're You're the- us. <laughs> it's pretty meta. We're not even our own podcast selves. No. You know, I was thinking about that. I don't know if you got the PSA that, like, it's September now, which means you have to start curating your Spotify wrapped. Oh, um, man. <laughs> oh, I started, no. First of all, I started thinking about that girl who's been sabotaging her boyfriend's Spotify wrapped for years by making his top favorite artist Drake by, like, playing <laughs> it in secret. <laughs> That's so good. And then I started thinking about, like, our podcast is not going to pop up on my Spotify rap. That's so funny. Okay, anyway, anyway, anyway. Hey, guess. Guess what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what even is your category? Okay, 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 okay. It's other. Oh, yeah. He, He's a pretty cool dude. He's could be called a ghost. He's been featured in Scooby-Doo among other things he's a pretty famous dude he's a school mascot what if we're doing the same thing please don't don't do this to me (laughs) i'm gonna be so excited if it is so i can't guess what i'm doing because then that gives it away but mine i did i have ghosts today because it's ghost and other yeah fun ones but i do ghost different than you do so like i do mythology with my ghost so it's like emily this might be the first time this has happened i'm so excited if it is because then we just get to talk about it for an episode but i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be pleasantly surprised if it happens but i'm not gonna expect it (sighs) okay i gotta think of something else that is coursing through my body (laughs) keep giving me your hints i forgot to write hints so um school mascot very famous comes from a book comes from a book yeah featured on scooby-doo one of the most famous ghost stories because it is he's okay so what i kind of did was this is like a famous like ghost like character that i kind of like researched the history on so it's a lot of history and a lot of like weird facts okay i don't think it's the same thing but that makes me feel better. <laughs> I think it's a very similar category of thing. School mascot, though, that's throwing me off. Yeah, no, it threw me off, too. <laughs> oh, okay, so I'm not supposed to, like, just know all the school mascots. <laughs> no, it's insane that he's a school mascot. I was like, what fucking school is allowing this to happen? In what state? <laughs> New York. So that's Ooh. even, like, harder. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help. New York State, Ghost yeah. character Davy Jones. No, but that would have been a good one. Um, it, th- keep that vein. Keep it's the, very that. Okay. It's very, like, think think that caliber in pop culture. Of like, ghosty kind of characters. Hmm. Yeah. Who else is like that? Like, when you think of ghosts. One of the most famous ghosts ever. Like, point blank period. Oh, ghosts go so many ways, though. It's like... 
Is there movies? Is there movies I should yeah, know? Yeah, a lot of them. A oh, lot of them. A lot of them? Oh, no. One's a Tim Burton movie, if that helps. Oh, let me... Johnny Depp is in it. Really famous. <laughs> really famous. But a ghost? Yeah. Oh, uh, the Christmas ghost? No! <laughs> That'd be so fun to be the Christmas ghost. I come on here and I'm like, Jack Skellington. <laughs> Not him. <laughs> oh, you mean like the ghost of Christmas past? Yeah, unrelated guests. This wasn't. Um, uh, that should be our Christmas episode. The boogeyman? <laughs> no. Good guesser. You're you're guessing up like in the in the family. You like yeah. I like blank so easily on things. And I had a Red Bull today. It took me an hour to remember to take. A, I like walked from my computer to my laptop, like thirty times before I actually <laughs> took the flash drive out of the laptop and moved it over. I did nothing for like an hour. It was just like me pacing like a broken sim staring at a wall. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. Just tell me. I'm gonna be here forever. The Headless Horseman. Oh, oh my God, that was so easy. I don't, I don't know why, but I don't think of him as ghost. But he just is a ghost. Yeah. So that was kind of where I was at with it too. Like to me, the Headless Horseman is not a ghost so much as it's like a fig. It's almost like a cryptid, mm-hmm. like in my brain. A creature. So that's why. I, yeah. But oh, I have his head. I got a birthday present today. Bro, he doesn't have a head. A pumpkin. Oh, the pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> Why does the pumpkin have a hat on? Oh, well, the hat is for my stuffed animal named Cheeto. It was my birthday present. From Dylan. <laughs> Love you. It's a pumpkin wearing a pumpkin hat. Yeah. Inception. Uh, you gotta post him on the Discord when this episode comes out. Oh, yeah. Get ready for but, spooky season. But no, yeah, so I covered him as, like, a figure from mythology. So I followed, like different renditions of the headless horseman and at the end is when i start talking about like sleepy hollow um but he is the school mascot for fucking what's the school um he's a school mascot for sleepy hollow high school in westchester county new york literally the coolest thing ever yeah the headless horseman but yeah (sighs) I was about to say what we were, but that's so, like, compared to what we had, that's, we're nothing, we're nothing. We can't even be, like, considered maybe cool. We're just, like, bad. We didn't even have a cool mascot. Like, our guy looked scary whenever he came out. Yeah, no, like, it did in a closet. Yeah, sometimes when it's a weird, like, mascot, but the suit kind of pulls it together, it didn't. Yeah. Ours was just scary. No, yeah, ours wasn't. (laughs) It looked like it was injured. (laughs) I hated that fucking thing. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, I don't know how you would not know um, that the Headless Horseman is a guy who rides a horse and he doesn't have a head. Wow. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, My turn. <laughs> <laughs> but, so wait. To clarify, that's not what you're doing. No, today, no, no, no. I would have blown okay, up if it was. But it's going to be a fun episode. I will say that. <laughs> this is going to be one for the books for sure. Okay. <laughs> that makes me so nervous. Um, but yeah, so he's essentially folklore, right? He's been around since the Middle Ages. Very cool. 
Right. I didn't know that. Yeah, I would have told um, you Tim Burton. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, oh. Side note: I was today years old. Did you know that the guy who played Gilderoy Lockhart in Harry Potter was originally married to the girl who played Trelawney in Harry Potter? He cheated on her with the girl who plays Bellatrix, and they were all in a movie together with Alan Rickman after the divorce. No, but that's. I'll so- send you the TikTok. It blew my mind. That's crazy. Side note, if you guys are not on Miami Choir Boy TikTok... I love to say that's going to be my Spotify wrapped. <laughs> yeah, I found it on Spotify. We, we bumped that in the car. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. So, the most common variations of this dude are literally like, does he have the head with him or not? Okay. So it's like in some versions he is headless and he's carrying it. In some versions he's looking for it, and in some versions he has the temporary head of like the jack o' lantern. That's it. That's which the is coolest. Very fun. Agreed. But did you know that it comes from like Irish folklore? No, that's the Dúlahan. No, right. So, the Dúlahan, or Dark Man, comes from Ireland, and he is the Headless Rider. Very cool. He's Irish. So, he's a mythological creature, the Headless Rider on a black horse, but he carries his own head held high in his hand, because the head glows. So, from a distance, it looks like he's carrying a lantern. Oh. That's also cool, because don't jack-o'-lanterns come from Ireland? Mm -hmm. Like, they, yeah. they just mix into the, like, modern version. That's so cool. No, the Irish go hard. Did you see that they celebrated when the queen died? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so the with the headless rider, he's carrying his head high, and the face is smiling. Um, so the grin is so wide that it touches both sides of the head. Yo. Right. And his eyes are constantly moving. Ew. And it's the eyes that glow. So you can see it across the countryside, even, like, in the complete darkness, like the flickering light. Yo. And the flesh of his head is said to have the consistency and the color of moldy cheese. Oh, so he just looks like a pumpkin. So he has the cheese touch. Oh, we have that going on at our school right now. Someone what? someone drew a like chalk cheese no. in front of the biology building. We are very serious about it. Don't get the cheese touch. I will not. It's so dangerous. Um, but yeah, so he's said to be like the embodiment of a Celtic god and different sources like not disagree on which one because everyone pretty much mentioned both but it's either crom dub which d-u-b-h or crom kruach c-r-u-a-c-h kruach is the dark god of the burial mound okay which what a title yeah that's fun um allegedly Ireland stopped doing sacrifices to the god around the 6th century, and then that's when the Headless Rider myth really started, like, popping up. Okay. So that's why they're, like, usually linked. But in other versions, Mans is actually a fairy. <laughs> right? Isn't that fucking bad shit? So, um, he's usually, in, in, 
he's a demonic fairy carrying his head under his arm like a basketball and he wields a whip made from a corpse's spine yo that's kind of crazy ireland goes hard (laughs) um and there's also so the headless horseman and it it's different um in different cultures i cover it like literally on this page i'm looking at it but it, sometimes he also has a wagon. Oh, one of my hints was going to be that he was in Disney World, and I forgot. <laughs> Damn it, that was going to be such a good hint. It was going to throw you off of your game. I've um, seen that parade, though. There's Where, a parade? Yeah, on the, when you go to Disney during Halloween, they have a special Halloween parade, and the first thing that comes through to like make sure the parade route is clear is the Headless Horseman runs through. How, is, how does he not have a head? it's probably just one of those like you know they make this suit a little bit tall but he's got like a he's got a he's holding a pumpkin or something but he doesn't have a head also it was a while ago so i killed it it could be different or i'm remembering it wrong but he does and he goes fast on the horse it's a black horse and he comes riding through it's not like a walkthrough he he rides through that's sick imagine being that guy yeah that's my dream job. job um but yeah, so in some versions, he also has a wagon adorned with funeral objects. So candles inside skulls are like the lights. Um, the spokes on the wheels are made from bones. And the wagon covering it is made from a worm-chewed pal. So P-A-L-L, or Paul, depending on what source. Um, a pal, it's a cloth that covers a casket at a funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, in other versions the wagon's covered by human skin oh that's wildly different um so essentially the irish believed that whenever the dullahan stopped riding a person would die or a person was due to die so he was very much like adjacent to the grim reaper Mm -hmm. like he was a a, an omen of death so the the dullahan will stop call out a person's name and their soul will leave their body and they'll drop dead Yo, instant. So the, it kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of the fairy, fae legends, though. Like, you can't let a fae get a hold of your name. Yeah, makes sense. like, when a fae gets your name, like, your name has, like, the ultimate power or whatever. That's why middle names are a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you who haven't seen cats, cats have three names. Um, <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to come onto this podcast, and with my whole chest, I'm going to cover cats. As, like, a mythos? Yeah, so Skimble Shanks, the railway cat. So he <laughs> and the magical Mr. Mistopheles. Um, I don't know if Emily and I have ever alluded to the fact that we were obsessed with that musical. I children. think we say it every few episodes. We just remind the people, the general we public. To, we have to remind them who they're listening to. <laughs> really the new version, lower though. the bar of our credibility <laughs> a couple rungs <laughs> we really have to take it down a notch you can't be you can't believe in us too much yeah don't 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 quote any of this on your essay <laughs> like we got to make sure teachers couldn't listen to it to like fact check like you can't put this in your <laughs> they'd be too embarrassed to like admit they listen to us that's what we have to do and you know what you need a healthy dose of embarrassment to listen to this podcast. Goddamn. Um, 
but yeah, so the Dullahan in some versions is a fairy himself. So like the whole a fae speaks your name, you're the next to die situation, that all kind of goes in line hand in hand with fairy mythos and like the whole fae are going to try and trick you into stealing your name thing. Um, I'm sure one of us will cover fae at some point. Yeah. But in another version, he's the headless driver of a black carriage or the death coach. I mentioned it earlier that sometimes he's driving a wagon, but that's what it is, is the death coach. Um, it also, another name for it also means the silent coach. So it's another, like, Grim Reaper-esque version of events where it's, like, kind of like how, like, the the boatman of the river sticks. Like, you have to get into the carriage to be driven to the underworld situation. Mm-hmm. Um, a similar figure... I... I should have put the pronunciation guides. The <laughs> Gan G A N C E A N N, which also means without a head. Okay. Um, he can be scared away if you wear gold or put gold in his path. Interesting. So there's a there's a story of this guy. He's walking down a dirt path in on the Irish countryside, and he hears his name called by the Dullahan. And he sees the Dullahan riding. And he, so he's trying to outrun it, mm-hmm. but no one can outrun the Dullahan. So he starts digging through his pockets, and he pulls off his wedding ring hmm. and throws it into the road and takes off. And there's, like, a loud roar, and when he turns around, the Dullahan is gone, and he lives. Okay. Yeah. But further, legend says that when the Dullahan is riding no one in ireland would dare leave their homes for fear of running into him okay but the gag is so like specifically the people of ireland believed that the dullahan would ride and would hunt for lives on festival days after sunset okay so you had to be in your home by sunset but the gag home Right, but the gag with that is nothing can stop him. So, like, gates, doors, locks, everything opens by itself when he appears. So, like, you don't want to accidentally run into the Dullahan for risk of death because there's also, in some versions, if he does not like to be seen. So, if you're caught watching him, he'll blind you. Uh, um, and in some brutal. versions, just, like, in some versions, he blinds you physically with his whip, and in other versions, just looking at him is enough to blind you because he's a fairy. Ooh, so like you have to get into your home but but if he's coming at you then you're fucked yeah, because yeah. he will simply open the door if you're on the list you're done for but like might as well not be a casualty like <laughs> a casualty of a fairy yeah um but there's also work by an irish author named Derek landy um he draws a lot of inspiration from irish folklore the name of this book killed me i don't (laughs) know why i read this word like four or five times and i was like this is not this is not real the novel is called skull duggery pleasant colon mortal coil that's so much skull duggery not diggery duggery yeah skull duggery pleasant mortal coil it wasn't skull diggery the pop tropical island yeah Yeah, that's so many words, like, to throw in there. That's, like, a whole ACT question. Like, you gotta analyze that. 
three to five paragraphs. <laughs> Your thesis. Yeah. Um, but in in the novel, the Dullahan drives a death coach that is pulled by four headless horses. Which okay. is yeah. And he in in the novel, he is summoned to collect any human soul that has heard a banshee's call. This is a lot of crossover. Isn't it? I was, like, so I don't usually, like, go hard. Like, I mean, I do my research, I'm thorough. But, like, I went down, like, six or seven Wikipedia holes for this thing. And it shows. <laughs> like, I start going off on some weird directions about halfway through. <laughs> there are some saints involved. Like, I'm about to get into art, like, like fucking Arth. What is it? Arthonian? Yeah. Camelot. Yeah, Arthonian. I'm about to get into or some of that. I don't know. And then later we talk about Tim Burton. Like, <laughs> we go hard. Um, but now we're about to talk about King Arthur for yeah. a hot second. I'm very interested um, how King Arthur rolls up. <laughs> so have you heard the story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight? Uh, I know their names from Monty Python in the Holy Grail. Fair. Fair. <laughs> The Green Knight is a headless horseman. Okay. Yeah. So, it's a very, 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 very famous poem, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Um, And it's written by an anonymous author in the 14th century. The story essentially goes that a green-cloaked, gigantic figure on a green horse shows up at Camelot on New Year's Day. Okay. So he challenges, in some versions he like rides up to the castle or the gates or whatever. In some versions he actually rolls up on the horse in into the building. As he um, should. Into the center of the room. <laughs> so he challenges anyone in King Arthur's court to strike him. The condition that is that in exactly one year the knight will come back to return the strike. Okay. So, Sir Gawain, a knight from the round table, steps forward and beheads him. Okay. Which, first of all, I get he thought he was being clever, but goddamn. Just, like, poke him. Right. Because the if, next thing that happens is the knight- anyone up and says, like, mm, hit me, but then I get to hit you back, you- you- well, he thought he was being clever. He thought, oh, I'm going to behead him. How is he going to hit me back if he doesn't have a head? The gag is he simply picks it up. The gag is he remounts the horse. His king got made king by, like, a hand and a leg. Like, what, do you, you don't believe in magic? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, dead ass. Arthur really pulled a sword from the stone, and Sir Gawain was like, I could kill a dude. Like, <laughs> it'll be fine. This weird, mysterious man. I could kill him. He's making threats. I could kill him. Side note, did you know that there's a forest in France that is allegedly the birthplace of Merlin? No, but that's cool. I learned it in my French class. It's super pretty. Anyway, so to his horror, the knight simply picks up the head, gets back on the horse, and leaves. (laughs) But what, what this becomes is essentially like a morality tale almost because what happens is sir gawain now has one year before he's beheaded Mm -hmm. essentially 
Um, so he goes to stay at the castle of a lord, and there's this whole thing that oh I I I knew I wasn't going to be able to recite it from memory. That the condition is. He has to give the Lord anything he receives from his wife. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. I'm a because little lost. I, I completely skipped the middle. Like, I I went from beginning to end because that was the only parts that related to the, the Headless Horseman. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, okay. Uh, okay, Sir Gawain meets the lord of the castle and his beautiful wife. Also present is an old and ugly lady, unna- unnamed but treated with great honor. Um, so he, the lord proposes a bargain to Gawain. He goes hunting every day, and he will give Gawain whatever he catches on the condition that Gawain give him whatever he may gain during the day. So this is when shit gets weird, because when the lord leaves to go hunt, his wife shows up to Gawain and starts trying to seduce him. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't allow her to on the first day. She gets one single kiss. Um, so when... The Lord returns, he gives Gawain the deer, and Gawain gives him a kiss without divulging its source. (laughs) So the next day it happens again, um, and there's a similar exchange with a boar in exchange for two kisses. Um, (laughs) She comes once more on the third morning, but her advances are denied, and she offers Gawain a gold ring as a keepsake. He gently and steadfastly refuses. She pleads. Um... And he keeps saying no, but she says, fine, then take, at least take my sash. It's a green sash with gold silk, and it's charmed to protect him from any physical harm. So tempted, he takes it, otherwise he may die, because this is the night before his beheading at the Green Chapel. Gawain accepts it, they exchange three kisses. Um, The lady has Gawain swear, she'll take it, he will not tell her husband. That evening, the lord returns, Gawain kisses him three times and doesn't give him the sash. Uh Uh-oh. So he breaks his promise. Yeah. Um, but, essentially, so Gawain, like, ties the sash around his waist, goes to the green chapel, the green knife, uh, the green knight is sharpening an axe, and as Gawain bends down to, like, he's gonna be beheaded, so he's, like, bending down, the first swing, Gawain flinches, and the Green Knight kind of teases him for it. <laughs> the second swing, he doesn't <laughs> flinch because he was teased. And then um, the Green Knight doesn't behead him and explains that he was testing his nerve. So Gawain is like, no, um, behead me. So the Green Knight does, but it's only like a little wound on the neck. He doesn't get actually beheaded. Um, and it's revealed that he's actually the lord of the castle that had been transformed by magic the whole time. What? Yeah, so the the elderly lady that was in the castle is Morgana. Okay. Yeah, so, who is Arthur's stepsister for all of those who aren't familiar with Camelot. Um, she's a sorceress, and she was intending to 
detest Arthur's knights and also frighten Guinevere to death. <laughs> also side quest. Uh, yeah. Killer. So the reason he got the little nick in his neck at all was because he concealed the gift. Oh. So he it's like a shameful thing. Um, and the Green Knight proclaims him the most blameless knight in the land. Um, so Gawain returns to Camelot wearing the sash as a token of failure to keep his promise. After that, the Knights of the Round Table absolve him of blame, and then forevermore will each wear a green sash to honor him. Okay. That's a yeah. lot. It's a lot isn't of drama. It, isn't it? Yeah, so it's essentially a litmus test for Arthur's knights. Okay. Like, Morgana was just like, I'm here to fuck with you. <laughs> See what you can do. Yeah, so essentially her magic kept him from being beheaded, but, like, it's a whole thing. Um, are you ready to get weird? I am. I'm excited. As if that wasn't... I've yeah, that was our Dulahan. <laughs> I've talked about Camelot. Are you ready to hear some weird shit? Yes. This blew my mind. I'm so excited. So, do you know what a cephalophore is? I don't, not not off the top of my head, no. It comes from the Greek word for head carrier. Okay. It is a saint who is generally depicted as carrying their own severed head. Huh. Huh. It's like a classification of saint in Christian art specifically. And it's used to show that they had been martyred via beheading. Okay. And there's a lot of them. <laughs> I didn't know there's like the whole... <laughs> That's this weird. This shit is weird. So, it, this is, was also, side note, like difficult for artists apparently because where were they supposed to put the halo that showed they were saints if they didn't have heads? That is interesting. Where did they put them? Some artists decided to put it where the head used to be, and some artists decided to put it on the severed head. Both <laughs> like are great. It's like, where did you put your head, Michelangelo? I don't know. Like, that's cool. I wonder if there was like guilds or like, are you a? Do you put your halo here or do you put your halo here? Like, <laughs> are you a poser? <laughs> Are you are you are you di- like are you diving with the mainstream beheading art? Are you? How do I make that into a joke? For a that's, title? that's fine. <laughs> Just put it all. <laughs> it could be a long title. <sighs> but yeah, so essentially, the legends say that the saint will stand up from their own beheading, pick up their now severed head, and walked away. That's terrifying, isn't it? Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't like so that. There are two believed, like, main sources for this, like, category of saint. The first is from a homily, which is a commentary on scripture. This guy, his name, his first name is John. His last name looks like Chrysanthemum. It is not Chrysanthemum. (laughs) It is Chrysostom. Chrysostom. Okay. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your names. I forgot to go back and add my pronunciation guide. (laughs) So he said that the severed head of a martyr was more terrifying to the devil than when it was able to speak. That's hard. That's like metal. Mm, Motherfucking bars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
he goes on to compare it to how soldiers will show off their wounds from battle, how a martyr would present their own head to Christ. Yeah. He's like, I did, this happened to me and I'm still here. Bars. <laughs> the hardest thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life is, whoa. How I'm trying to which, be. When I was reading this, I started going down a hole. Every time <laughs> Wikipedia recommended me something else, I was like, yes, please. Like, I'm being fed today. Like <laughs> I got, this is like just being on Wikipedia recently doing research. I mm-hmm. was looking at something that had a video attached and it had like video as hyperlinked. So I clicked the blue word for video and it brings me to the Wikipedia page explaining what a video is. <laughs> And, like, I had to go search for the video on my own. And I was like, what? What, like, cheeky dude on here? It was just like, I'm going to link the, the video page on this random, like, nothing Wikipedia page. <laughs> you got trolled. Yeah, I just got bullied. I got cyber bullied on Wikipedia. That's the name of this week's episode. Let's go. <laughs> um, so the other source is the Western Vita of St. Denis. So, Avita is a biography of a saint or another religious leader. Denis is the patron saint of Paris. So, according to the Golden Legend, he preached with his head in his hands while journeying seven miles to his burying place. Ooh. Yeah. So, some people theorize, because of Denis's story... A lot of historians are like, ah, yes, they came up with these stories to prevent grave robbing. Interesting. So, it's not quite grave robbing, but it might as well be. um, Because stories like this are pretty prevalent, where a saint will pick their own burial site by, like, walking to it after, like, dying or being beheaded or something. But relics were stolen a lot in medieval Europe. So, the theory goes that these stories exist to prevent Ferta sacra, which is the removal of holy objects. Okay. So usually, usually the only time it'd be like a formal matter of like transporting is if the saint's body had to physically be moved. But other than that, if people came in and like pillaged them, it was it was grave robbing. It was sacrilege. Mm-hmm. Um. So these stories were like, he picked it. Let him sleep. Interesting. Right. Dennis is the best known saintly head carrier, but there are many others. Um, one guy, his name is Nicatius of Reims. He was reading off Psalm 119. He reaches the line, my soul is attached unto dust, and he is beheaded. And then after his head hits the ground, he continues the psalm, adding, revive me, Lord, with your words. Creepy isn't it creepy also you know my favorite uh the divine comedy Mm -hmm. so for those of you who don't know the divine comedy is fan fiction yeah um one day i will cover it it's my favorite thing in the world i love it dante um the poet often referred to as the poet the poet meets the troubadour bertrand de born in the eighth circle of the inferno he's carrying his severed head slung by his hair in like a lantern um and then when don when he sees dante and virgil the head begins to speak and there's a whole thing about like why he doesn't deserve to be in hell but he definitely does 
No, Maybe. some the, Dante's Inferno went hard. I don't know if you are familiar, but Dante was roasting the fuck out of people. I don't know if you knew that Dante's family was involved with the fucking mafia, <laughs> the Italian mob. Mans was exiled, and that's why he wrote the Divine Comedy. He wrote fan fiction because he was exiled. Boy, and that's so funny. No, and because you know, it's like. When I, I took a whole class that was dedicated entirely to the Divine Comedy. That's so fun. Which, it was insane. The <laughs> best semester of my life. My copy is, like, it, it doesn't close fully now. It's, like, a right angle because it's so full of notes. <laughs> um, but in the Divine Comedy, you know, you go through the layers of hell, and within them, he meets different people. Some of them are, like, friends like that he knows that he had written into hell (laughs) and others are famous political leaders some of whom weren't dead yet (laughs) he was gonna make sure they died it would be like me writing it now and putting kim kardashian in (laughs) one of the circles of hell (laughs) like he really went hard i think you should write your own divine comedy don't tempt me because i will i think you should he went hard (laughs) and it was awesome um anyway (laughs) so there's also some scottish folklore um so just to reiterate we've covered irish arthony is it really arthonian i i I keep wanting to say arthurian arthurian i don't know why though that feels even worse Mm -hmm. Arthurian. Let's go. Yes, centering on the legendary King Arthur. Okay. Um, So, we've covered that, and now we've covered the saints who didn't have heads. So now we're doing Scotland. Okay. These just get weirder. Let's go. The most prominent Scottish story is about a man named Ewan who was decapitated. Rest in peace. So it's... It's the clan battle at, oh, excuse me, it's all that fried cookie dough. Sonic has fried cookie dough now. Oh, I left my tea downstairs. This is so sad. Can you tell him ADHD? Anyway, so he was decapitated in a clan battle at Glen Kinnear on the island, or the Isle of Mull. Whoa, what a fun word. Um, (laughs) So... The legend has it that in the Valley of Glenmore, which cuts through the Isle, in the 16th century, there was tension in the the McLean the McLean clan. This guy Ian Og O G, his name his last name is O G, <laughs> um, original goat. He's the clan chief, so he has this dispute with his son because he essentially said he there was like property. And he essentially said his son couldn't have it. Mm-hmm. So they planned this, like, massive duel. Mm-hmm. However, the day before the duel, Ewen accidentally stumbles upon a fairy. And the fairy is at a pond washing blood out of its clothes. And the fairy predicted that if his servant failed to serve him butter at breakfast the following day... He would not survive the duel. 
Hmm. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> he, he does not get the butter. He didn't leave a note like, hey, don't forget the butter. Deadass. <laughs> he did not get the butter. And in the duel, he was beheaded. Dang. The gag is that I like how the fairy offered no solution. He's like, you're not getting your butter, and you're also going to die, so cry about it. <laughs> While he's washing blood literally yeah. off of his hand, presumably from another failed butter escapade. Yeah. That's the name of this week's episode. Um, but the gag is, so you know how they do it in the movies where, like, some guy rides next to you on a horse and, like, slashes? Like, mm-hmm. that's essentially what happens, but the horse gets so terrified that it sprints away with the body still strapped to the saddle. Oh, no. So ever since... There's a specter of a headless body on a black horse that has haunted Glenn Moore looking for his head. Dang. So it's said that if a member of the McLean clan sees the headless horseman, it is a sign of an imminent death in their own family and, like, has held true over the years. Oh, that's scary. (laughs) Isn't it? I love a good revenge ghost. The butter ghost. the <laughs> the way my train of thought completely cut off at the butter ghost. The battle denied him any chance of being the chief. Um, and also in other versions of this story, it's fun because both he and the horse are headless sometimes. Not the horse, but only sometimes. Yeah, that's that's fun. You want to hear about the headless mule? I do. <laughs> this one is weird. Brazil goes hard. <laughs> um, so it's a mythical figure from Brazilian folklore. It's the ghost of a woman that has been cursed by God for her sins. Mm-hmm. Often, she's the concubine of a priest who has been punished for fornication in the church. Okay. Her punishment? She's turned into a fire-spewing headless mule. That's not a punishment. (laughs) That's an upgrade. Literally, that's so much cooler. (laughs) I'm sorry, but, like, I'd I'd do that any day. (laughs) The way with your whole... No, that's that's not a punishment. No. (laughs) That's an upgrade. Upgrades, people. Upgrades. Upgrades, people. Upgrades. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, continue. Sorry. I saw fire spewing headless people again. <laughs> um, her punishment is that she'll, she's turned, you know what she's turned into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she gallops through the countryside from Thursday's sundown until Friday's sunrise. So about 12 hours. Okay. The myth has a lot of different variations, mostly to do with whatever the woman is being punished for. So it can range from, like, sacrilege to, like, killing her own children. Okay. Like, very La Lorena. Mm-hmm. Um, the mule's appearance also varies. It's usually, like, black or brown with silver or iron horseshoes. The horseshoes make a really loud trotting noise, like, way louder than any horse is, like, actually capable of producing. Even though it's headless, it still neighs, usually very loudly, and sometimes it sounds like a crying woman. Ooh, that's weird. Which, imagine that. A terror, like, a headless 
fire spewing mule that sounds like a crying lady yeah and also a mule at the same time it's just yeah and also steps really loudly like that's sensory overload at some point (laughs) (laughs) um but it also has in some versions a bridle is like tied to its non-existent mouth and it'll spew like fire from non-existent nostrils um in other versions the fire comes out of the severed neck (laughs) that's what i was picturing the whole thing (laughs) in some versions the mule does have a head that is made from literal fire that's sick that's (laughs) crazy but so the mule is usually condemned to gallop over the territory of seven parishes in each like I guess, like, circle, like, each round, each evening, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, in some accounts, the trip will begin and end wherever the sin was originally committed. Okay. So it's like a um, a cycle. Yeah. And the transformation itself usually occurs at a crossroads. We love a good crossroads demon. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to cover that so bad one day. Yeah, but that's like, such a fun concept yeah the deal with the demons at crossroads um but i want to cover a lot of shit so we'll see i know i like have so many lists of like random words i'm like what was i even talking about on this one yeah i started putting them into like in my notion that i made it so that you can't see mine yeah the i'm organizing them based on lists and now i just like go check and see what past mac decided i'm doing but (laughs) that's fun um but there's usually there's like actually a lot of ways to get around this curse usually involving the help of like some sort of benefactor so like if somebody removes the bridle it'll stop her from ever having to transform again okay and there's like a few other versions there they got weird um but the removal of the curse is usually such a great relief that the woman will repent for her sins and marry the benefactor insta wife that's the name of this week's episode um but yeah the brothers grim also got involved that's fun um so the brothers grim the way they explained the legend of the headless horseman was that any man who commits a crime that deserves to be punished by beheading will be condemned to a headless afterlife Okay, so, like, you, more and more. Yeah. So, it's, like, you it's commit like a crime sins. in life. Like, depending on how you die, it depends on, like, how you show up as a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. I could get, I could get down with that. Um, so, in their, in the Grimm story tale, story tale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A woman is gathering acorns near a part of the forest called the Lost Waters. So she hears a hunting horn, like one of the big, like, yeah, um, and a thud, <laughs> and she turns around and there's a rider standing over her. He has a gray horse and a gray cloak, but she thinks nothing of it and just like goes back to collecting fucking acorns. Um, he literally declared what? war. Like what? <laughs> he is hunting you, baby. Um. <laughs> But the next day, the same thing happens, only this time he has no head. <laughs> oh. Well, like, he's carrying it. Oh, okay. 
Um, he introduces himself as Hans with a very confusing German last name. Okay. Um, and then he asks her if she took the acorns without permission. Okay, interesting. So he tells her this whole story about how, like, when he was young, he drank excessively and took whatever he pleased, and this life of sin condemned him to an afterlife as an evil spirit. I really like how he compares stealing acorns to alcoholism and theft. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that's an interesting... (laughs) (laughs) To alcoholism and theft. (laughs) No, deadass, but it's like a cautionary tale, right? Yeah. He's telling people not to steal, but... (laughs) From who? Who do you ask permission for to gather fucking acorns in the woods? The trees? The squirrels? Who put them there? But, um, yeah. So, there's another German version of the story that's not Grimm-related. Um, in this story, it's called The Wild Huntsman. Um, a man is so devoted to hunting that when he dies, rather than go to heaven, he begs God to let him stay on Earth to continue hunting. So he becomes the huntsman that roams the woods with fiery hounds on an eternal hunt. Bars. That's so sick. He just asked for that? He was like, mm, what if I become cool as heck? Like, what <laughs> What if I don't right. go to heaven? What if I just become a god? And God was like, okay. It's that right. easy? I mean, the worst thing he could say was no. Exactly. Anyway... <laughs> If he can ask God, you can ask your boss for a day off. There we go. Anyway, so according to the mythos, if the if if hunters hear the horn of the huntsman, they should not go hunting the next day. Okay. That was a lot of hunting words. So yeah. Um, in this story, he's a cautionary figure for hunting accidents, and or he's seen as a vengeful, fi- a vengeful spirit. So, yeah, like, does he, he hunt if, them the next day? Yeah. Okay. So, if he came upon men in the woods, he would specifically seek out the ones who had wronged others so that he could punish them. Dang. Okay. At yeah. least he's like putting his due diligence in and like taking out the bad ones. Yeah. But probably the most famous tale of the headless horseman comes from sleepy hollow yeah which first of all if y'all haven't read sleepy hollow it is such a difficult book to read okay it it hurts it's pretty bad um the books that hurt are the most rewarding though you're like wow i just read that count of monte cristo goes hard love the count of monte cristo i love the book so much a hard read so worth it every time yeah and and sleepy hollow is very similar it's just written in that very like convoluted like old-timey way but the story itself is so rewarding Mm -hmm. um but before before i talk on that though i'm going to talk about the actual sleepy hollow because that is a place in new york a real place um so the that's and that's where the legend begins is Sleepy Hollow, New York, during the Revolutionary War. So the traditional lore is that the horseman was a soldier, specifically a German soldier, who uh, who served as an auxiliary to the British Army. 
during the Revolutionary War. So the idea is that one of these German soldiers is killed during the Battle of White Plains. Okay. It's a battle in New York and New Jersey. It's fought on October 28th, 1776, near White Plains, New York. Essentially, like, Washington retreats. The British try to cut him off. Washington finds out, retreats further. There's The story goes that a soldier was decapitated by an American cannonball. Okay, brutal. Oh, my gosh. Right? Um, his head, destroyed. Yeah. He's not carrying but, that one around. They had to, like, hastily move the body off of the field, so they left his head. And then he's buried in the old Dutch cemetery of Sleepy Hollow, and this is where the ghost comes from. Is that he rises from the grave and starts to look for his head. (laughs) He is not going to find it. No. That's so sad. It's applesauce. Um, (laughs) That's so bad. And this is also when, like, the popular version is that he starts to use a jack-o'-lantern as the temporary Mm. replacement. And so that's where we get to see. Because the battle, I noticed, was a few days before Halloween. Which is my next bullet point. Yeah, let's go. Which is why it said that he rides on Halloween night. Bars. Let's go. Teamwork. Bars. (laughs) But, like, the... This is where, like... You know, America, we got a lot of things wrong with us. But some American folklore goes hard. And Sleepy Hollow is the gothest place in the world. Like I, I want to go to Sleepy Hollow so, so bad. Cool. Um, but the story, the, the legend of Sleepy Hollow, is written in 1820 by Washington Irving. Um, it's actually only one story within like a collection of other stories. So it's called The Sketchbook of Joffrey Crayon Gent. Okay. Period. Like, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, within this, there's to- a total of 34 essays and short stories, one of which is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. I do remember it being, a, a like, a, a collection. Yeah. So, I'm going to read a quote um, from Sleepy Hollow, because I think it sets the tone. So, quote, from the listless repose of the place and the peculiar character of its inhabitants who are descendants from the original dutch settlers this sequestered glen has long been known by the name of sleepy hollow a drowsy dreamy influence seems to hang over the land and to pervade the very atmosphere bars mm-hmm. makes me think of the so- color purple like sleepy Oh, I thought you meant the story, the color. No, 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 the color. I was like, just I don't, the color, is that it? the hue, if you know. <laughs> I was like, isn't that about slavery? What? I didn't even know that like there was a story. So, um, hold on. The I didn't know that was a title of anything. An epic tale spanning 40 years in the life of Seely Whoopi Goldberg, an African-American woman living in the South who survives incredible abuse and bigotry. After her abusive father marries her off to the equally debasing Mr. Albert Johnston, Danny Glover, things go from bad to worse, leaving her to find companionship anywhere she can. She perseveres, holding on to her dream of one day being united with her sister in Africa. Very cool. I'll have to watch that now. I meant, like... (laughs) the color like the with blue and purple i mean blue and red mixed together with purple that's what i'm talking about okay um 
like Lavender Town and Pokemon, it's got the slow music. Like, that's what I was trying to say. It's, like, sleepy. I'm leaving all that in. No, don't. I'm gonna get bullied. Okay, so the story of Sleepy Hollow is set in 1790, so 100 years um, before it's published. Or, not 100 years, 30. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> um, um, so it's set in 1790 in the countryside around the Dutch settlement of Terrytown, a.k.a. Terrytown, New York. Um, so it takes place in the secluded glen called Sleepy Hollow that even then was known for the ghosts and the haunting. Okay. Um, so there's a few explanations as to why a lot of sources said it was, like, native chiefs and things. Regardless, town is, like, plagued by ghosts. Very it's, like, fun. trance-like visions, strange sights, music in the air, whole thing. But the most famous ghost of the hollow is the, quote, commander-in-chief of all the powers of the air is the headless horseman i know that's a title though yeah so the consensus about the story is that irving wrote what he knew so like he moved to the area tarrytown sleepy hollow that whole area in 1798 to flee a yellow fever outbreak in new york so throughout the whole book he's writing about factual areas so like the old dutch church major andre's tree he's writing about revolutionary war history and he most likely was introduced to these very famous ghosts while living there Mm -hmm. and wrote them in so it's very much historical fiction so Um, fun and the the main character of sleepy hollow is named ichabod crane Mm -hmm. ichabod crane um, who was also a real person that was enlisted in the Marines at the same time as Irving. I don't believe they ever met, though. Okay. He just stole this dude's name. <laughs> That's fun. Maybe it was like a so, crush or something. So I have uh, another quote of, quote, Irving's story takes place in the New York village of Sleepy Hollow in Westchester County. In it, lanky newcomer and schoolmaster ichabod crane courts katrina van tassel a young heiress who is also being pursued by the dutchman brahm bones after being rebuffed by katrina at a party at the van tassel farm where the ghost stories are shared ichabod is chased by the headless horseman who may or may not be secretly his rival who hurls a pumpkin at him throwing ichabod from his horse Oh, man. Yeah, it's, like, a whole thing. Like, it's a... This story is a love triangle that just so happens to have a violent ghost thrown in. Yeah, it's a love square. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So, Ichabod likes Katrina. Mm -hmm. Bones also likes Katrina. Mm -hmm. Who does the horseman like? Katrina likes the horseman. (laughs) why she doesn't want the other two katrina likes the horseman this is the fan fiction okay. i'm gonna write you write your own divine comedy and i'll write my own sleepy, sleepy hollow, hollow. <laughs> oh my god only it just turns into anyway <laughs> um so yeah the story goes real hard though i i didn't want to like summarize the whole thing because like it's already getting kind of long but 
I mean, it's essentially just like we described. So, like, the these two guys are fighting over the young heiress, and throughout the whole thing, Ichabod is convinced he's being harassed by his rival dressed as a ghost. But as he goes through the story, he kind of starts to think that it's actually a real ghost and that he's just being harassed and it's in no way related to the love triangle (laughs) which why is that the first thing you assume is that it's related to the love triangle this has to be Um, my rival i mean but like why would you jump straight to ghosts too like it's bad he doesn't have a head yeah (laughs) it could be costumes fair um but like in the tim version burton what whoa (laughs) tim version burton tim burton version things get kind of like switched out a little bit so in the original ichabod is a teacher in tim tim's version i'm going to talk about him like i know him personally Mm -hmm. and using his first name he's like a guest detective who is coming in to investigate like all these missing people and he believes it's like a serial killer but the reality is that it's a ghost that's so fun though i like it i like the little like mystery detective thrown in there yeah i love that movie it's it really is good um also so some more fun facts is he's the mascot of sleepy hollow high school in westchester county new york um he has been called america's scariest high school mascot (laughs) yeah Um, I'm going back to high school. That's literally the coolest (laughs) thing ever. I want to go so bad. Here, hold on. Let me find the picture of their... I need their, like, school logo to send to you on Discord. No, I don't want pictures of the school. Oh, here's a copy. I'll put these in the Discord on... If I ever remember... (laughs) that's literally so cool that's what he looks like at football games imagine you're at a fucking football game and and you're like who we playing and he rides out he's riding a real horse yeah (laughs) that's really cool in this picture he's just to describe to y'all what emily and i are seeing i'm sending her pictures from the football games of the headless horseman leading the football team out onto the field i'd go just to see him that's why yeah. my school got rid of their mascot because people were coming to see just the mascot and they had to get rid of him. Fair. He was <laughs> he, too powerful. He was t- way too powerful. What the fuck is this? I just stumbled upon a very interesting image and it's captioned the Headless Horseman Industrial Complex. Can I see the How image? How Sleepy Hollow and the river towns of New York City all went all in on Halloween. Yeah, I'll send it. It's oh. a bunch of um, pumpkins, like, lining the underside of a tunnel. That's sick. Anyway, so, yeah. So, in um, also, since 1983... Connor Prairie Interactive Historical Park in Indiana has held a Headless Horseman Festival. So they hold like a whole thing in his honor and they celebrate the legend with like a haunted corn maze and the horseman rides through. Like it's a whole thing. Um, But yeah, like he's a super famous figure in like 
media and also like deep deep folklore roots from around the world like we have a deep-seated fascination seemingly with like losing our heads for some reason which honestly bars yeah i mean it's such a like a brutal way to die i think yeah. that, that's why it's one of the to see someone without a head is just like it's it's like scary in its own light it's just like yeah. that's awful i will say the horseman is kind of hot though no yeah the pumpkin head yeah he doesn't need the head yeah no he's good yeah Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm glad we agree. Agreed, yeah. Uh, moving on. That's the consensus from my story <laughs> is that the Headless Horseman is, in fact, hot. Yeah, he could get some. That's the name of this week's episode. <laughs> he could get it. The, no, the for Headless sure. Horseman for sure. could get it. And you know what? I mean that. Mm-hmm. And the Headless Donkey. No. Uh, bad take. Okay, I thought we were on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> bad take. <laughs> Bro, it spits fire. Okay. <laughs> I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. Oh my god. You're a nightmare. But no, yeah. No, yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, no, I, I didn't know it had so many stories. Uh, those are my favorite. Mm-hmm. I like when everything just has uh, stories and stories and stories. I started going down. It was bad. <laughs> like at first i was on the the headless horseman page on wikipedia my source section is like half a page because at first i was on his wikipedia page and then i found um the the christianity Seth whatever i forgot how you say it um and then it was the headless donkey it, it the Dullahan, and then every one of those I found like two or three more sources to back it up. Like I went hard, and honestly, one of my favorite stories to boot. I enjoyed it a no, lot. No, that was really fun. I want to watch the movie now. It's really, really, really down. good. Because we want to do like a, a Halloween movie marathon starting soon. Mm. Start watching. There's, stuff. I believe there is an original, but it's kind of like an older movie that had like good things said about it from what i was reading i've only seen the tim burton version though mm-hmm. Me too. and i know i love it so can't miss no yeah he's kind of hot though <laughs> facts yeah he's kind of hot though you know i took a dystopian lit class okay which super cool we read like the hunger games that's fun again which analyzing the hunger games in college yeah that's so gotta be fun. fun that's one of the books i want to reread because i feel like as a kid you're like wow it's so cool they're like doing things and like <laughs> now Did that you, you know? understand society a little bit better it's like oh okay i see what's like actually being talked about here did you know that canonically the reaping day is the fourth of july no <laughs> no this book goes hard um but we read that we read oh i forget what it's called i'll i'll remember the name if i remember it i'll insert it here in editing the book about the clones and the organ harvesting do you know what i'm talking about i do i haven't read it but i i know of it also deeply fucked up yeah i read that for the first time and i was like oh okay black mirror <laughs> um and then we also read the v for vendetta graphic novel Very and fun. analyzed it I got the the consensus of the story is I did get in trouble for writing 
uh, about how he was hot. <laughs> I did get in trouble for that. No, speak your mind. Don't let them silence he, you. He was like, this is not an acceptable essay topic. And I was like, but why not? <laughs> <laughs> We're reading a graphic novel? Okay. <laughs> Give me, like, four good reasons why I can't write about why he's hot. You're just mad because I'm right. Okay. <laughs> you read the that, essay and you agree. And you're scared. No, that, <laughs> that book defined my or that movie defined my childhood. I, um, I will never be the same. <laughs> I will never be the same. No, he... Have you seen V for Vendetta? No, uh, I've seen parts. I haven't sat down it. and watched it. Yeah, it's one of the ones that I, like, I need to sit down and watch. And I just, like... I'm so bad at watching movies. I try. Melody and I actually started it when we were still in high school. That we watch it on the 4th of November. Because that's... Yeah. The, remember, remember the 4th of November. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's fun. So you should watch yeah, it. Yeah, I like making holidays like that. Like, personal, like yearly mm-hmm. things i forget all of them but i try yeah 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 yeah. facts 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 um when i was in high school we also celebrated i forget what it was the day from mcdeath Macbeth. oh oh we always did the eyes of march that one too and then something else from caesar anyway but yeah very fun isn't it no that's i like that kind of stuff like i said where everything just has their own version it's great yeah. and if anyone's like mm, you told the story wrong it's like there's 80 different versions per continent like yeah you like it i <laughs> i think i liked this one so much because it like they all had very similar like themes like yeah it was close enough that like you could see where the like the the inspiration was from but not so close yeah. it was the same story and it's interesting that across continents in like completely different time periods independent of one another like the consensus was like this man is the grim reaper yeah which is sick which is sick anyway <laughs> you ready for a break sure and intermission. And we're back. Welcome back, podcast. Welcome back, podcast. <laughs> um, so I yeah, I guess I can't call it a ghost. I always put like folklore into ghost uh-huh and that bigfoot yeah <laughs> wait dead ass <laughs> that's why you said he's like he's super big folklore could baby be called a ghost i'm like i wouldn't call him a ghost but i did so i guess he could be <laughs> anyway i'm talking about bigfoot today <laughs> that was the most impressive one to date yeah no you gotta definitely mark that one down Bro, in my brain, I was like, there's no fucking way it's Bigfoot. Bigfoot's not a ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said I'd, like, start... My first ghost is, like, not a ghost. It's folklore, because I yeah. put ghost and folklore... Like, ghost and ghost stories together, mm-hmm. and folklore was like, that's kind of like a ghost story. So my brain was definitely working. I don't know if it arrived at the right answer, but now I'm just sticking with that pattern. 
Um, so. This is a very dangerous game we're playing because of the different categories. Yeah, like, I think it it just keeps it fun. No, uh, yeah. But oh yeah, God. I'm talking about Bigfoot or Sasquatch Bullshit. today, and You're I'm gonna not. I am gonna connect it to Arizona a little bit later. I'm not gonna do it at the beginning this time because it made more sense to do it at a different point when I'm talking about something. I can't hear something. you anymore. But just know it connects. Oh. Oh. Hold on. There was like a lot of lag for a second. Yeah, I saw it on Okay, there we go. There Discord. We go. Okay. I think it's so all good. We'll- anyway, I'm gonna connect it. I promise it does tie in. Like I said I was gonna do my next three episodes as something mm-hmm. connected Zona. to Arizona. And this one doesn't happen in Arizona. Or at least a lot of the stories don't, but it makes sense. I'll get to it. Anyway, if you don't know, Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, if you don't know I just Bigfoot. Don't, I just don't know, because like, I talk about it a little bit more, but Bigfoot is a very widespread story. Even if you don't know yeah. him by the name of Bigfoot. The name Bigfoot specifically is North American Folklore. So I guess this mm-hmm. just is the American Folklore Day. Um, yeah, pop off. He uh, specifically resides in the forest of the United States and Canada most okay. often when you're referring to Bigfoot the Sasquatch. It gets mm-hmm. hard because the names are used very differently depending on where you're pulling them from, but mm-hmm. I'll do my best to clarify what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, if you don't know what Bigfoot is, he's this like <laughs> bipedal ape creature. He has like mm-hmm. dark brown or like reddish brown hair. Very humanoid, especially in like the face. It's like but somewhere between a primate, like an ape, and a human. It's like a middle mm-hmm. ground is what we see Bigfoot as. Um, and he has big feet. Name gave that one away. Um, you know what they say about big feet. Big, big shoes. Socks. Okay. <laughs> Glad we're on the same page. The headless horseman is hot, and <laughs> big, big feet mean one thing. Shoes and socks. That's two things. No, um, two things. So sometimes Bigfoot refers to one creature that's roaming around these woods, or it refers to like a species of Bigfoot. It's not Big Feet. It's still big, like a species of Bigfoots. <laughs> I just, I don't know. The naming bugs me there. But Bigfoots. Again, it's weird because it depends on who's telling a story or like who's involved. So I'm gonna try to clarify like when a theory is talking about one Bigfoot or like a species of species. Bigfoots. Um, and some Is it are big foots or big feet? I don't know. I don't like that it's. I would just say plural. Sasquatches. Mm. Um, because that's kind of like a more overarching term. Because there's very regional stories of Bigfoot, and it also right. like spans the globe. So we'll get into that in a second. Um, but it's a pretty important piece of folklore, I'd say, because it is such. It's very prevalent in pop culture, modern day, anything. Anything has a Bigfoot version or like a Bigfoot sticker as in any store ever. And like- Or a Bigfoot episode. (laughs) The Bigfoot episode. Like it's it's very, it's not like a folklore you you get introduced to like when you're read a bedtime story. It's like, you might even, the first time you hear about Bigfoot might be because he pops up on the news and you're like, oh, they almost caught Bigfoot. Like it, it's a very- 
I don't know how to describe it, but it's very like in your everyday life kind mm-hmm. of folklore. Mainstream? Yeah, I like I don't know if it's everyone's not a like Bigfoot stand, but like he's definitely everywhere. <laughs> That's the name of this week's episode. Bigfoot stand. Um It's very like Nessie. He's also similar to like Mothman. He's a four figure for the idea of cryptids and cryptozoology, which is kinda like a modern take with a lot of conspiracy tied in mm-hmm. on these old folk tales, which I think Mothman is fun. Mothman is also hot. Yeah. The statue. With the butt? <laughs> yeah. We've talked about it before. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not a new idea, even though it's we're like obsessed with it in the modern age. It is a very mm. old idea. We see tales of like hairy humanoid ape dudes all over mm-hmm. the world in many cultures from forever ago that's cool yeah so like it is something that the story didn't start in one place it's like a phenomena Mm -hmm. that everyone had this idea of like humanoid hairy man in the woods i don't know what (laughs) (laughs) and i talk about some psych psychology things as to why that might be scattered throughout but it's super interesting because they're all over I'm going to yeah. list some here, and then I think I list a couple more later, but I just really liked these names. We have the Skunk Ape in Florida. What the fuck? <laughs> we have the Honey Island Swamp Monster in Louisiana, right. which we are familiar with. We have the Yeti in Asia. Yeah. Uh, we have the Australian Yowie, I think is how you would say it. There's two more in Asia that I hadn't heard of, but are also like a sasquatch type creature is like mm-hmm. the almas and the yaren are hmm. bigfoot-esque um i had never heard of this one but it was my favorite no. name that i learned about was a, a like a regional missouri bigfoot named momo <laughs> <laughs> and i really like that one leave uh, it to fucking missouri <laughs> yeah. Missouri's like, oh yeah oh, that's yeah. ben he lives in the woods that's just momo <laughs> He's chill. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. There's also some names that pop up a lot but aren't very regional but mm-hmm. are a little less specific than, like, Bigfoot or Sasquatch. We have Wood Ape, Bushman, Tree Man, or Wild Man. Heard Wild Man. Yeah, so, like, it, it's it's just kind of, like, man in woods. Very simple, descriptive names. <laughs> easily grasped concept he lives in the woods yeah um a place where we see a ton of this kind of like general idea of mythos though is the indigenous people in midwestern north america so i know okay. it's a lot of names but in the middle west towards california i don't know mm-hmm. Y'all know the state's good enough. It's in the Midwest. Um, (laughs) uh, It's in one of the fake ones. So Bigfoot, while not like from a specific belief system, is like a modern take on these belief systems that slowly got like compiled over time through a billion different reasons. And um, it also, with modern takes of conspiracy and cryptic nuances, we like build him into what he is today so it's not like they had bigfoot running around in the woods and a lot of them a lot of the indigenous beliefs had it as like a species like how we were talking about earlier it wasn't 
this one Bigfoot, they said there was a, a herd of wild man living outside of their village or something. Right. Um, and these, there's just so many tribes that these were used for, like, stories were used for wildly different reasons. Some of them mm-hmm. are, like, boogeymen, like, don't go in the woods at night. Or some of them are, like, literally, they're just scared of them. They're, like, um, I think I heard a, a, a Bigfoot outside of my house yesterday. I don't know what to do. Um, what makes it a Bigfoot and not a bear? <laughs> like, for real. Nope. Uh, they really Bigfoot. went straight to Bigfoot. Um. I am going to circle back to the history a little bit now, but I think it's super important that, like, these ideas come from everywhere. So even, like, we see it all over the world, but why Bigfoot really takes off in America and, like, gets the name Bigfoot here is because it was so prevalent in indigenous culture. Mm -hmm. Um, Like most conspiracies, (laughs) Bigfoot... (laughs) is written off as nothing more than misidentification of other animals or hoaxes performed by people looking to get famous um you know because like if you can prove bigfoot exists you're a millionaire yeah you're good yeah you're set for life um and he does have his fair share of like confirmed hoaxes and a lot of them are like we can't confirm it but we're like 99 percent sure it's hoaxes um and there is just a lot of like just because the way the story unfolds, it's very easy to, like, not be able to pinpoint this idea. So, okay. these are just, like, broad things I want to talk about before we get into more specific stories of, like, they are all over the place. Everyone believes a different thing about Bigfoot, and it makes it so fun. <laughs> I'm so, excited. we're going to go into, like, in general, Bigfoot behavior. This is, like, an animal <laughs> behavior class. That's Real the name quick. of this week's episode. <laughs> So, That's some real Bigfoot behavior, Emily. <laughs> yeah, you're really giving Bigfoot behavior today. I need you to chill. <laughs> Bigfoot in parentheses derogatory. <laughs> your, your feet are this big, I'm going to need you to chill down and make them this big. Like, <laughs> just call me a slur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, probably our most noted behavior attributed to Bigfoot and his cousins mm-hmm. uh, is the practice of hitting trees with sticks. To make what? that, like, knocking noise. If you've ever seen, like, a hunting Bigfoot show. Never. They're listening for, like, anything hitting sticks on trees, or they hit sticks on trees to see if Bigfoot will communicate back. And oh it's my, my God. favorite, because when they, like, listen to hear if someone hits a tree back, sometimes they'll get something. And I'm like, that's definitely just some dude camping in the woods, like, hitting it. Like, who's hitting Morse this? code. Yeah, like, like, he's like, what are they talking about? Um... This behavior is commonly known as wood knocking, uh, and it's believed to be a form of communication, so that's why a lot of times they'll initiate the wood knocking and, like, listen to see if anyone hits anything back, specifically if Bigfoot hits back. I don't know how they know, but (laughs) uh, a similar behavior of Bigfoot is throwing rocks as a form of communication, sometimes to make noise, throw a rock at a rock so you hit that, like, stone noise, or throw a rock at you. It was, like, a mix of, like, which one it said. Um, So he's either violent or trying to communicate. Got it. Yeah, or both. (laughs) The communication, a lot of times, is believed to be territorial. So, like, if Mm. you get close enough, he starts hitting sticks on trees to be, like, you're coming too close. I'm going to attack you. Or he throws a rock at you to be, like, "Mm, leave. Uh, (laughs) And no one ever does. No, they come in with cameras um so like it, it, it's like 
because we can't see or prove Bigfoot, he's gotten this, like, mysterious characteristic attributed to him or them, depending on if you're talking about the one or the species. But it's, like, these forms of communication are established to, like, be territorial without revealing yourself. So, like, loud noises, weird noises you can't explain. You're going to leave. Oh, like, letting you know, like, someone's here. Yeah, like, I'm here. Be aware of me. But don't this look at me. This is my territory. Yeah. <laughs> that um, makes sense. Because you don't want to reveal yourself. But yeah, that's one, like, in every Bigfoot show, they're going to talk about Bigfoot hits trees with sticks. Or okay. sometimes he hits the trees, but it's usually, like, a stick hitting a tree. Okay. Which is cool, because it's a tool which shows yeah. intelligence. Or, like, using rocks to make a noise with rocks is, like, very primitive Mm-hmm. You can almost call it Stone Age tool. Like you're 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 using something to get something done. That's right. not your own body. So a lot of times it is a tool to show that Bigfoot is smart. Yeah, and it's also like a warning sign, like a warning shot. Yeah, like, don't come any closer, or this rock is gonna be your head. Yeah. Um, another so cool. interesting thing we see is like purposefully placed broken sticks or like branches. Or, like, a, a vine tied around something that's very obviously not natural. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, other, any kind of foliage, just, like, out of place, is believed to be a Bigfoot trying to communicate, like, territory. Or, like, if it's traveling, communicate to other Bigfoots, like, where it went. Or it Like, it's very vague. Because yeah. we haven't been able to, like, interview Bigfoot, but, like, mm. <laughs> this is right, our right, best right. guess. Um, he, has a best, he has a really good publicist. This one is hard to, like, buy into, although it's very cool to think, like, they're smart enough to, like, leave markers for trails or territory, like, lines and stuff. Right. Because even if it is a species, the species could be very, like, solo hunting or something. So yeah. it's, like, this is my Bigfoot area and, like, my cousin Bigfoot, like, you have to stay over there. And they right. determine that line by, like, tying a branch. But this one's pretty easy to, like debunk yeah because hikers do this there's certain like ways you should tie branches to if your group splits up or if you're camping or if you're like trail markers in general that's just like a a normal human practice so to be like this one's definitely a bigfoot one is very hard to convince people on (laughs) but i thought it was cool this not this not looks like bigfoot but it's like that's also like you see it in the Blair Witch. They stumble upon mm-hmm. all these things, and it's like instantly attributed to this to something supernatural. Even though we could all tie sticks together, we're automatically like, "This is something else. This isn't us." Right. You always um, find what you're looking for. Yeah, kind of that. So a lot of times in Bigfoot shows, they find something that could be a trail marker, might not be. It could have been a kid playing in the woods for all we know. But they're right. like, Bigfoot must be here because of this. Um, because he tied a stick to another stick like I did 20 minutes ago. <laughs> One thing, and this brings up a topic of, like, what does a Bigfoot eat? Uh, depends on who you ask. But one thing that people often attribute to Bigfoot is when you find a deer skeleton high up in a tree. They're like, obviously <gasps> Bigfoot put it up there. Because Bigfoot's, like, very, he's seen as a primate, so a boreal. You're in the trees you eat in the trees, it's safe, nobody can get to your food, so then they just leave the skeleton up in the tree. But a lot of things, like, a lot of people forget that bears also climb trees and eat in trees. 
Right. So it's very easy to say, like, oh, a bear put it up there. But a lot of people think it's purposely placed, again, as, like, a territory marker or, like, a threat. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll put your skeleton up here, too. (laughs) (laughs) We also, in certain areas, this one was in Oregon and Northern California, uh, up in that area. We have descriptions of nesting behaviors that people have attributed to Bigfoot. Okay. Um, Oh, and... nests? That's so cute. (laughs) Or, like, a species will nest together. Um, Because nesting is, like, reproductive. You have a nest for your young. Yeah. Um, So this is definitely the the species outlook of Bigfoot. Uh, Mm -hmm. This specific account I'm about to talk about comes from Washington State. A collection of these big nests were found... So they decide, they're like, we don't know what this is. It wasn't mm-hmm. automatically attributed to Bigfoot. They call in a couple different specialists, one of them being a primate specialist. Okay. Uh, and according to this specialist and others, it seems to be very primate in nature, which is weird mm-hmm. because we're up in like a temperate right, temperate Washington area. Primates State. exist in like- the tropical. So like it's... It's like, okay, well, we don't know of any primates up here. So then everyone's like, this is a big nest. Like, it's it's not something little. It's not like a little monkey or anything. Yeah. So they're automatically like, primate, big? It's Bigfoot. Easy. Duh. <laughs> and so this is often, like in all the sources, was like, this is Bigfoot nest. <laughs> um, so. Well, like, what else could it be? So, yeah, there's no large primates in that area. So, like, this is one of those red flags of, like, well, if this isn't Bigfoot, what is it? What are we not getting here? Um, Because, like, bears don't do that. Yeah, not, like, it was... Not that way. Yeah, they might have a den, but it's not going to be a nest. Um, Yeah, it's one of those weird things that it's hard to answer without Bigfoot. It's kind of like we didn't understand the pyramids, so we're like, it had to be aliens. So this is, like, we don't understand what the heck any animal is doing ever, so this one's Bigfoot. Um, (laughs) um, Fair. We know how I feel about the aliens and the pyramids. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, since many sightings happen at night or at dusk, he's often believed to be nocturnal. This isn't in every account. I didn't know that. Because a lot of, like, famous stuff is from the day. But, like, when Mm. you're camping at night and, like it start noises start happening at dusk because animals are going to sleep and coming to bed and you have like a very big shift in atmosphere so you're like on edge a little bit more and it gets harder to see at night so like you're Mm -hmm. more and more likely to misidentify stuff at night so we have a lot of sightings at night and it also adds to his like mysterious aura you know the vibes the vibes (laughs) so a lot of people say a bigfoot is nocturnal but this is not true and every like okay theory system um and like i said most reports uh say bigfoot is like either one creature or at least solitary creatures like they're they're not going to travel in huge packs like a pack um but we do see like with the nest i just talked about that wasn't a group so yeah it we're not opposed to the idea of like a family of bigfoots walking around there was those commercials for a while like the mattress commercials where the family of bigfoots that's what that made me think of when i heard bigfoot nest i was like oh my gosh the mattresses (laughs) it's them (laughs) it's all a pr stunt by mattress firm (laughs) yes someone needs to contact them about that that'd be so good have Um, you seen the promo for that smile movie it's very that yeah that's crazy 
it's genius marketing but oh like, yeah and they're just like sneaking into news like behind the news stations and like yeah in football games that's so smart i want to see the movie yeah. so much more now i was on the fence when i saw the the uh trailer in theaters mm-hmm. the other day i was like okay it's horror movie-esque but this is that's yeah. so smart so innovative no, if yeah. you don't know what we're talking about, look up the, like, smile promo stuff they're doing. I'm sure there's, they're, like, like videos yeah. summarizing it all already. But, like, you're it's in backgrounds of stuff that's not even a mm-hmm. commercial. It's, like, in a football game, you have someone just standing there smiling like they do in the movie. Yeah. Or, like, in the background shirt behind the smile. newscaster just smiling. Yeah. Super cool. They're, like, planting people that will show up on tv in some way yeah and they're just like creepy and ominous yeah super cool my favorite is the football game one where he keeps like swinging like the camera keeps swinging away but then like inevitably coming back to the girl yeah. who's just like standing there it's like ew go away stop it yeah i wonder how long they had to do it I, were they like insane. don't do it until like the game's over we need every time you're seen to be you doing that yeah they better got paid well you know she did anyway <laughs> yeah tell me more about bigfoot's ad campaign that's the name of this week's episode <laughs> we've got a lot this episode i'll tell you this is a, a fun one because it's just folklore yeah <laughs> it's, it's just, a cool episode i'm vibing um another behavior circling back to there is vocalizations which is super important in animal studies um so, and I find this one super interesting. There was a lot more about Bigfoot vocalizations that I ever knew. Uh, yeah, I don't know shit. So, yeah, there's, like, recordings or people hear stuff, oh. and they, they attribute it to Bigfoot. And a surprising amount of research has happened on this topic, and we'll get into, like, Bigfoot research a little later, but mm-hmm. they're, like... There's a lot on the World Wide Web that you can get into of, like, arguments. Vocalizations are can be hard to study. They're very mm-hmm. complex with every animal. There's a, Every animal makes a thousand different noises, and they all sound alike, or they all sound completely different. Right. So it's a super busy topic of research. So Bigfoot has kind of gotten roped into a little bit of that. One okay. of the most important pieces of this, like, vocalization research is an analysis of recorded vocalizations by Scott Nelson, okay, um, who's a retired U.S. Navy cryptologic linguist. Um, what a did, title! I know it was a lot of. I'm gonna go through it again. He did not record them. He did the analysis. Okay. The the U.S. Navy cryptologic linguist. So he's working with like so codes cool. or cryptic languages that we don't have a key for. He's trying to crack them. Um, That's so cool. Which is super interesting to me because it's not an animal vocalizations, like, perspective in on it. It's, like, looking yeah. at it it's as like a, a language. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, he took these unidentified vocalizations from the Sierra Nevada mountains from the 1970s that are okay. commonly referred to as the Sierra Sounds. And he does, like, full-scale breakdown analysis of this audio that no one could pinpoint what was making these noises. Like, it wasn't an animal that easily came to mind. Uh, But it sounded very animal. It sounded very natural. So he breaks it down. His conclusion is that the sounds are definitely from a language, that the (gasps) sounds are not human, and the complexity of it makes it very unlikely that it was faked. 
Whoa. So I thought that was super cool. Um, what a fun conclusion. How do you know it's not aliens, bro? Yeah. Okay, I, I was about to say something, but then I talk about it after this second vocalization. So Okay. Sorry, got lost for a second. No, you're um, good, you're good. So, yeah, that's weird to be like, this is not just roars or something. This is a language. It's definitely like they're talking... They're using stuff, and this happens in animals. It's not like other animals don't have languages, but that mm-hmm. I like that he says that makes it really hard to fake to have yeah. like enough in it that you can tell that this is a language. Enough. Have you heard the sounds? No, I have not. Okay, I didn't know if it was like actually like, <laughs> <laughs> or if it was like. Blah, 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 I'll have blah, to blah, blah. dig more for them. I'm sure they. Yeah, there's at least fake sure ones out there. Di- yeah. Um, Another big story attributed to Bigfoot is that the crew for the Wilderness Show Survivor Man kept hearing, like, weird noises that to them sounded, like, very primate, which these aren't, like, specialists. This is, like, a film crew, but they're like, this doesn't sound like anything that's here. Survivor Man's the one where he's, like, left in the wilderness. Yeah. Like, to survive, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I understood. So, there's, like, countless personal accounts of many different vocalizations, um, and this was coming from crew or, like, head, like, the director even said it. I didn't write his name in here, but, like, it, this mm-hmm. is coming from, this wasn't just, like, little talk around the cast. This was, like, yeah. everybody was in on it, like, what are these things? And they eventually reached the conclusion that it's Bigfoot. Okay. <laughs> this Bold. one is, uh, um very less precise than the the first one but it was like they were able to pinpoint that this like these howls and grunts weren't like the animals that were supposed to be in this area because they do do research into the area they're in so So to hear something very uh, probably it's very tropical to hear that kind of ambiance is like where we're not there we're in like a different (laughs) climate like how is this how are we hearing these noises right now and so like even with limited scope of like animal vocalizations they were able to pinpoint that something was this wasn't something that was normally in the area and it got on the news because they were like bigfoot's here um (laughs) i thought that was cool um you also hear like crazy personal accounts of different vocalization that's like Mm -hmm. you know it's it's much easier to hear something to like catch a legendary like see a legendary creature and it's also very easy to, like, not know what you're hearing and to be, like, oh, my gosh. You get paranoid, you know? Like, you're, like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. anything. Um, so there's a ton of reported Bigfoot vocalizations and communications. Um, and it leads us into, like, two important phenomena. I know I said a second ago that I have a couple phenomena in here to yeah. talk about, like, the idea of Bigfoot. But this is, like audio specifically phenomena that kind of help explain why this is happening don't mean to debunk bigfoot for you but i (laughs) thought these were important Um, yeah don't debunk bigfoot let me live so first of all known animal vocals vocalizations are far more complex than like most people realize unless you study them the language is created by like even some of the animals we see is very simple are okay. insanely complex and extensive. This is not my connection to uh, Arizona, but my example is prairie dogs, because nice. these are seen as annoying pests, rodents, like very dumb animals, 
And they have, like, very recent studies have come out about this too. We were reading them over the summer. They have some of the most complex languages, like, on the planet. Like, it's not more than ours, but, like, an animal language. They're, you know, they're ground squirrels, but these, this, the vocalizations they can do and the way they compute it and respond to it is way more complex than you would imagine seeing this little mm-hmm. cute animal. You know, they can distinguish colors. They can they have <gasps> names for each other and they can dis- they can talk about a prairie dog that's not there because they have calls or sound or their chirps that represent things and they can Oh my god, they can talk shit? Yeah. They 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 like know their neighbors too like they, <gasps> they go up and we watched it because we camped a co- like over the summer and woke up to watch the prairie dogs wake up um and they would like go over and check on their neighbors and you they talk about food and like prey are like predators they are yeah. the prey um <laughs> um and like it's weird you wouldn't think you think they're just chirping at you they're like ah person yeah. but it's super like it's it's like mind-boggling complicated what these animals can do with their limited noises they can make and most people Mm -hmm. don't realize that so you start hearing all these noises and you think oh it's something weird when it's just a noise that an animal is making to communicate communicate. because when you think dog you think bark when you hear cat you think meow but these animals make thousands of different noises that we don't understand so it's like I guess it's less of a phenomena, but it's like, what does the fox say? <laughs> he, that like the noises in the, the that video are uh, of course like jokes, but like they're parodies to real noises fox make foxes mm-hmm. make. So like ding, 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 ding. they make some weird. Just do yourself a favor and look up a fox making these noises because they make. It's like. You don't. You wouldn't even think it's coming from an animal. You think it's coming from a, like a speaker hooked to a computer. Some of the noises just a fox really? can make. Yeah, or owls is another huge one. Owls, owls don't just cool. say who. They're they're like. They say how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center? Honestly, the Pop? they probably could. <laughs> another huge one is wolves and coyotes. Like it, really, these the, the shouts and stuff they can make. It's like way different than just your dog, just because they look like mm-hmm. a dog. They're, these the some of the noises that are made are in they're just really weird. You see it mm-hmm. on Sam and Colby videos. Well, they'll hear a, like a shout in the woods and like yeah, it's usually a hunter, which I think is so cool. We'll be like, that's actually a call from this animal. Like, huh. it's not something you know unless you work with it or it's your hobby. And so it makes misidentifying these things super easy. Yeah. And I thought that was so interesting to just be like, it's not a made-up animal. It's a real one just making a really weird noise that we don't understand. Animals Um, are insane. Another important phenomena is a very easy one, but it's hard to say. But the (laughs) anthropomorphization. Okay. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm there, I'm there. It's so much easier easier to read in my head. Um, But it's the human tendency to attribute living or human-like qualities to things that aren't. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like when you hear someone knocking on a window in a horror movie and it turns out to just be a branch. But your brain goes to living creature first in almost any instance, especially noise that you can't identify the source of. 
Yeah. It's, um, it's just like I, our brains are wired to do that. And it's a survival tactic. You should think any weird noise is someone coming to hunt you. So, like, yeah. it makes sense why we're wired like that. But it also makes sense why we go into the woods and we're like, every noise is Bigfoot. <laughs> um, I can feel him. He's here. He's, he's with me. Um, he called me on my cell phone to let me know that he'd be here. <laughs> um, but we're going to move past the behavior now. I think it's super interesting, but I also no, am yeah, in biology. so um, interesting. We're going to switch back to history. So Bless. The Tell me more. The idea of Bigfoot, like I said earlier, goes way further back than our modern picture of what a Bigfoot okay. is. Um some of these like really old ideas like the indigenous ones we have proof of from things like petroglyphs so that's like the paintings on rocks oh um sometimes carvings too but it's a lot of paint or carving stuffs um things like brother bear like cave painting (sighs) Uh, (laughs) movie uh why do you have to bring up brother bear now i'm gonna cry his mom dies like (laughs) it's I remember where I was the first time I saw Brother Bear. Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm going to talk about petroglyphs that petroglyphs. were found in California. Isn't that a fun okay. word? Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. These ones in California depict a group of hairy bipedal creatures that are referred to as the family. So it's like, <laughs> okay. The, it, that's creepy. I know, but it's, it's like foot in the mob. Like <laughs> it's like right. It's just three figures, and the one in the middle is the biggest. And this creature is referred to as the hairy man. Now these aren't very detailed pictures. It's like a stick man with little like lines coming off to be hair. But okay. like we know that this was depicting a hairy man, a creature referred to as hairy man, because these stories okay. are passed down to living members of these tribes. Um, right. These petroglyphs specifically come from the Yakuts, I think is how you say it. Um, Okay. And they are found in a place known as the Painted Rock. And they are believed to be anywhere from 500 to 1,000 years old. Oh, my God. An old story that people, that has been passed down through this tribe still today. So we, like, know what these rocks are about. Um, I am finally going to connect this to Arizona here. Yes, please. Another I've been curious this whole time. That has some connections to Bigfoot is the Navajo Nation. Yeah. And I lived, or not lived, I stayed on the Navajo Nation for two weeks this summer. Really? Yeah, and we got to see a ton of stuff. Um, also, there's a super cool canyon. It's not the Grand Canyon, but it's super pretty in its own way. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. There's no one there ever. It's like like a, a hidden gem but it's mm-hmm. the, sh- the Shea Canyon it's spelled Chelly okay. but the Shea Canyon in the Navajo Nation was phenomenal um, okay anyway <laughs> no, I no. learned something crazy working on the Navajo Nation we were working with someone who works for Navajo Game and Fish because they have their own Game and Fish right. wildlife services set up and he was talking to us talking to us he came out to help us one day and just like give us information and we people would drive by and stop and ask what we're doing and we talk about the prairie Mm -hmm. dogs and he asked us he's like has anyone asked you about bigfoot yet and we were like no 
<laughs> what an interesting way to start a conversation. That's what we said. We were like, what do you mean, Bigfoot? Like, that's so random. And he's like, it's not random here. <gasps> he hadn't been working there for that long, but he said it's weekly. He gets stopped to get either a Bigfoot report or someone ask him for Bigfoot information. Mm-hmm. Or, um, like, people being like, I heard this noise behind my house. Y'all got to send someone to come check it out. I think it's Bigfoot. Um, Damn. And then it's like, a coyote. Yeah, or, like, they get calls all day about Bigfoot. And we were like, why? That's so weird. And he's like, it's it's because, like, their mythos, you know, is still passed down. Like, it, it's referred to as Bigfoot now, but these are, like, ancient creatures to them yeah, that have just yeah, gotten yeah, yeah, a new yeah, yeah. name. Um, and it's still very important to them. Like, to the point where, like, they treat it as a real creature and stuff. And I just thought yeah, that was yeah. super cool. And as soon as he started saying that, we started seeing it everywhere. Like, signs about Bigfoot, Bigfoot merch, but, like, it was also, like, informational stuff about Bigfoots, or, like, just the creatures in general. And it was super cool to see, like, that kind of modern take on it. Like, it's the modern religion of their their belief system incorporated into Bigfoot. And so, it was super cool to live in the Bigfoot area. That's my I story. didn't know Arizona was like a interesting because when I feel like whenever I think about Bigfoot, I think about like the fake states. <laughs> like that's all yeah. they have going for them. It's like Oregon, Montana, like Washington State. Like y'all have Bigfoot and cheese. Yeah. So like a lot of it, like you said, Oregon and Northern California, and Arizona mm-hmm. is just right next door to California. So it's it's like, pretty I, close. Yeah, I, I guess it makes sense. And also, like shows though like navajo nation today is huge it was gigantic mm. back in the day yeah. before americans ruined everything um <laughs> colonism um so like that the, the navajo nation expanded up way into colorado and utah into like some of those fake states you were saying um yeah, yeah, yeah. i think it's switched utah Colorado, but um and like shrunk down but like that bigfoot lore stuck with them even though they were pushed down away from like the central root of the bigfoot idea or like his area Mm -hmm. um yeah it is weird but like it it's cool that it's It's like it was still it wasn't just like oh we have t-shirts with bigfoot on it and there was some of that but like these people really did believe in their culture yeah their their it didn't make them believe any less in their indigenous belief systems. And I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, next story, we have 16th century. Um, there's a, a name here that I don't remember how to say, but there's tales no, of me. Los Vigilantes Oscuros, which translates okay. into something along the lines of dark watchers which is the scariest Whoa. thing by far <laughs> these things were said to stalk camps in the woods and the natchez tribe had stories about like hairy creatures that would steal livestock so this is an example so of, like, the fucking chupacabra exactly they would also scream loudly but these stories kind of get mashed together and start like becoming interchangeable and it like is one of the easiest ways to explain how all these ideas became just one bigfoot because Mm -hmm. these stories started getting confused with each other and like there's different every source like told them a little bit differently because just the area that these were in these two different groups of people um 
it was I didn't say it at all. It was Spaniards and then also, like, the Natchez tribe. So, like, it mm-hmm. completely different groups of people. These stories start becoming intertwined all the way back in the 16th century. So it's a Damn. long process for us to get to thousands of stories to one Bigfoot. I thought it was cool to see them, like, merging. Um, the name Bigfoot doesn't get created until 1958. A construction crew, okay. they found a huge footprint. They were in the Six Rivers National Forest, and these... Okay. Feet print were 16 inches long. They start like showing all their coworkers and friends, and they're like, "This is really weird." And then they start noticing a bunch of weird stuff happening around uh-huh. the camp that had been happening before, but they didn't think anything of it. But now that they have these feet prints, they're like, "Uh, like, what's oh, in the no, camp?" Connected. Um, so they begin to call this thing Bigfoot because all they know okay. about it is it has big is that feet. It has big feet. <laughs> so wait, that's so cute. <laughs> Many, like, a bunch of stuff starts happening. Tools start going missing. Stuff gets knocked over. Like, they're, they, like, start accusing each other of playing pranks. And then they find more tracks. And they're, like, what if this isn't, like, nobody's owning up to it. It goes on for a while. And they're, like, at some point it just gets so much that they eventually contact the Humboldt Times newspaper. Um, And they do a big story. Because, like, it's a bunch of weird stuff happening to this crew. So... They, they start interviewing a bunch of the, the crew, and they, they bring out people to see the prints, and, like, there's tracks. Like, it's not, they're not just making up these stories, so people start coming out and take cast of these prints, and Whoa. it blows up. The cover photo for this paper you can still find is one of the men holding up the cast of the, the footprint. Mm-hmm. Um, and How this, big is it, like, comparatively? Um, I mean, it's bigger than a foot, so, like, it's, like, as long as your torso, maybe. Like, it's a okay, a okay. hefty thing. Um, I just didn't know if it was, like, the size of, like, a human person. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, it's 16 inches. I think I said it earlier. Um, damn. So, like, torso size, I guess. Um, okay. But once this picture gets out, it gets crazy coverage. It's in the New York Times, LA Times. Like, mm-hmm. we're in Northern California. It's gone all the way across the country at this point. Yeah. Um, so this solidifies the idea and name of Bigfoot. And over time, Crazy. more and more stories get tied back almost. So we, like, see mm-hmm. these ideas of, like, old beliefs. And then we're like, wait, we got this new guy, Bigfoot. And then we connect him. And right, it's just this construction crew that named it, which I thought was cool. It wasn't someone trying to be oh, yeah. cool. They were just like, oh, Bigfoot knocked over the tools again. <laughs> and then they got so worried that they, like, contacted the newspaper. <laughs> and they're like, yo, Bigfoot. Um. <laughs> yo, Bigfoot's here again, guys. Um, and the best part, it was just a prank. What? <laughs> it was just someone playing a prank on all of them. Who? <laughs> One of the crewmen, his, like, descendants come out and, like... Bullshit. Bra- like, they're no. like, Grandpa, he carved some feet. And he left tracks all over. And so when people started to notice, he started just messing with all his friends. And he never thought it would get that far. But, like... <laughs> So man's created Bigfoot. And it was just a joke. Yo, that's insane. And now he is solidified in history forever. Um, As the guy who made up Bigfoot. So then we get a billion different sightings that happened before and after that are all connected to this idea of Bigfoot. I really like, right. I've got a lot. <laughs> so they're pretty quick descriptions, but. Okay. Some of them are just kind of whatnot sightings, and some of them are proven hoaxes. And I'll clarify okay. when we get to them. So, okay. 
our first one goes a little bit before his name, Bigfoot, uh, in 1924, and it's called the Battle of Ape Canyon. It was okay. these miners come back from their trip, and they're they're telling the story of they were attacked by a hairy ape man that threw rocks onto their cabin roof from a cliff above the the cabin. What? And oh like was God. trying to crush them, and one of the the guys shot it with a rifle. People went out to look for it, but it was never caught or anything. But it's like this weird tale of like they specifically call it an ape man, hairy uh-huh. ape man. So it's once Bigfoot's named, people start pointing at the story like, well, what about that guy? Yeah. Um, they shot him. <laughs> another thing that happens in 1924 wasn't reported until 1974, but it was like a story told around just like a local story. It was about Albert. Ostman, a Canadian prospector, uh, and he says he was held captive by a family <gasps> of six Bigfoots. No. For a few days. Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> again, couldn't find the family, couldn't prove it, couldn't ask them any questions. Um, yeah. But definitely weird. Um, this is the big one. One okay. of the easiest to identify pieces of Bigfoot lore is the Patterson-Gimlin film. Okay. Uh, you you know it. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a very short video of the Sasquatch walking through that clearing. Yeah. It's usually in a screenshot. It's also like a famous yeah. picture, but it is a one minute long film of a Sasquatch or Bigfoot like creature walking through a clearing. It was recorded by Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin in 1967, and it's in Northern California, which is where a lot of these stories happen. Um, uh super close to where the term bigfoot is coined um now lots of people write this off as a hoax immediately because it's blurry yeah and so they're like oh it could be a dude in a suit but you can't tell because it's blurry right but then people also say it's like you can't say it's not a real thing because it's blurry like blurry yeah the occam's razor of like which one's which one's more logical leaps yeah and there's not really an easy answer to that Kind of. <laughs> but this thing is still under scrutiny. There's always debates on it, and it's always pulled in one direction, a real or hoax, mm-hmm. and it's probably the most debated thing ever about Bigfoot. Yeah. But it's that everybody's seen the picture, whether you can remember it right now or not. Just look up Bigfoot picture, and it's that. It's the first thing that pops yeah. up. Um, do you think it's real? Like, what do you think? I don't know. Because <laughs> it very much looks like a guy in a suit. But also, Bigfoot just is a primate. Yeah, it really does look like a guy in a suit. <laughs> that one's like, hard to believe because, like, it's so human. Like, if it was more animalistic, it's almost too easy to be like, well, humans have a hard time mimicking animals, but right. I don't know. Um, there was also this big thing in the 70s about marijuana farmers telling story of Bigfoots harassing, like, certain areas of the region where it was, like, really popular to grow at this time. Um, mm-hmm. There's a documentary about this on Hulu called Sasquatch. Came really? Out, came out last year in 2021. But it, it focuses on the idea that these people were probably telling these stories to drive away competition, keep people mm-hmm. away, like, the general public away because they're growing weed and um (laughs) there's also like people start going missing and people are killed and so the documentary starts to point out like 
these were probably the Bigfoot like, is probably a cover up. They're they're fight they're they're well, fighting over drugs. Like out. it's it's a big drug ring that's happening in this area, and they're just trying to blame it all on Bigfoot. Okay. <laughs> we okay. also have the lag is like really bad. Oh, sorry. Hold on for a second. I missed like all of that. The last no. thing I heard was like because they were growing weed. Oh, okay. There's a bunch of illegal activity too in the area. Like people go missing, okay. people are killed, and they try okay. to co- they try to say it's all Bigfoot. Is what it comes down to. And it's obviously just trying to cover up all like the drama that comes with the the drug rings mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I have not seen the documentary, but I really want to watch it. Sounds super yeah. interesting. But no, it sounds awesome. Um, it's on Hulu. Yeah, Hulu came out last year. Hulu called Sasquatch. Hulu. Hulu really does be doing some shit. They have really cool documentaries, especially recently. They have that interview with like the Menendez brothers and like all that. Like they're just making stuff left and right. A really famous. You know thing. what they didn't make? They didn't make that Dahmer movie. They didn't do no. that. Hulu would never. <laughs> Hulu would. Hulu would never. <laughs> For real. Hulu would never. Anyway, sorry. Continue. You're good. <laughs> In 2008, two men posted a YouTube video mm-hmm. uh, where they show off a Bigfoot corpse that they allegedly <gasps> found in the woods. No. So this gets a lot of attention immediately. People try to get in contact with them to research the body or just to see it. And they are eventually sit, sent $50,000 by what? this organization called Searching for Bigfoot, Inc. And the story okay. blows up. It's on everyone, every news station you can imagine. Like, like the big ones, Fox, ABC. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all over the place. Um, so, I want to see Fox News cover Bigfoot before it's, I die. <laughs> it's turned into this big thing. Like, people are tuning in from all over, and it's such a hassle to, like, get the body where someone can finally research it. And someone finally winds up with a body, and they find that it's all fake. <gasps> and it's crazy because they went through all the hoops and all the trouble of packing, packaging this corpse like it's the real deal. Like, people get it in the lab and are undoing this very specific procedures and it's latex and they're like oh my gosh we've just no way (laughs) so much money is wasted on this whole debacle that started off of youtube and it's fake how do the legalities of that work i don't know i couldn't they were maybe sued for falsifying a bigfoot corpse they didn't get in enough trouble because one of these men rick dyer later claims in 2014 that this time it's real and he has shot a bigfoot And this time, he got scientists to confirm the body was real using DNA testing. So he starts making videos. He's like, these are are my uh, papers to prove it's real. Um, Oh, no. What'd you hear? Um, Okay, no, no, no. I think I... It caught up like it went really fast for a second. So he he says this time it's real, and he has a scientist verify it, and he has papers to prove it's real. Yeah, but it's all on video. Yeah, like, he's doing the most. Yeah, so he starts, like, showing people the body, and there's lots of videos of him, like, revealing it, but he adamantly refused to release any of these lab tests, and he wouldn't Mm. let anyone take their own samples this time. Yep. And he won't make the same mistake (laughs) twice. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I won't let you find out that it's fake. Even though he (laughs) packaged it last time, like, what's he thinking? Right. Like, at least make it a little bit real. Um, The Boy Who Cried Bigfoot. That's the name of this week's episode. Um, 
<laughs> Years later, he does eventually post on Facebook that it is another fake. <laughs> we know. We know. We know. But he's not saying the whole story was fake. <laughs> he's what? saying he did shoot and kill a Bigfoot. He just couldn't show and tore the real body because people wanted to steal it. So he had to I hide w- it away. I will never trust this man. He has... He hasn't come back with the real body. He's he is the most untrustworthy person. Those are his two claim to fame. But like he was like, yeah, I've got the real one in the freezer out back. You'll never see it or these lab tests, and then dropped off the face of the earth. <laughs> we do have some like crazier stuff. Uh, there's okay. a thousand of them, but one of the ones that blew my mind is in 2012, a man in a ghillie suit, which is like you try to blend into yep. the foliage. Um, Love those. He was trying to like make big, like pretend to be Bigfoot. I I don't know okay. if to like make a video or like make his own fake proof or to like scare people, but he's like run over by a car, <gasps> which is no. super brutal. And it's just like people go crazy trying to be the one that proves Bigfoot is real. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how famous are you gonna get? Like. How much no, money imagine? do you think you're going to get when you prove Bigfoot is real? Because most, most people won't believe you. But it's also, imagine being the guy in that car who's like, I don't care if I prove Bigfoot's real. I'm simply going to hit it with a car. Like, exactly. <laughs> there are two types of people. <laughs> killed by That's Bigfoot cool. or kill Bigfoot. <laughs> kill or be killed. So, explanations of what all this is. First one. It's pretty easy. You're misidentifying animals. Yeah. You said it earlier. Most of these are bears. Bears look <laughs> funny. Have you ever seen a bear move? It looks like someone pretending to be a bear. <laughs> Specifically, the American black bear, which are found in the, a lot of these regions that yeah, we yeah, see yeah. Bigfoot stories. They like to walk on their hind legs sometimes. They're so cute. Especially if they injure their front leg. So if they hurt a paw, they're going to mostly walk on their back two legs, which is so funny looking. Um, Bears are so cool. They often, most bears do this, they sit like a human would. Like, they they stick their feet out. They're so cute. They look like... (laughs) Why does it look like that if God won't let me pet it? Exactly. (laughs) Bears are too cute to be mean to me. Um, He sits so good. They're also huge so like these american black bears they can get up to seven feet tall grizzly bears can get Mm -hmm. up to nine feet which is crazy um but that also fits a lot of bigfoot lore of that he's like human but big like he's not he's not like a giant but big he's like seven foot's reasonable nine foot even he's like a really tall human-esque bipedal creature so when you see a bear walking around with two legs you're like that's not human but also, I don't know what that is. I need to pull up a picture of a bear sitting. <laughs> bear sitting. So, I just need to, I need, oh my god, they're so fucking cute. When you're in the woods, and it's hard to mm-hmm. see, and you're also, they don't get too close to you, it's pretty easy to be like, that's a hairy dude over there, and it's just a bear. Um, <laughs> in 2007, there was um, images from a trail cam that people came out, and they're like, this is a juvenile Bigfoot. But scientists quickly pointed out that it was just a bear with mange. Like, it it, it was sick, so it looked, like, thinner. It wasn't just, like, a chubby little bear. Um, so it looked very primate because it was so thin. 
And so it was Did like they take care of the bear. They couldn't find the bear. So that's why people no. still use it as evidence that it was a juvenile Bigfoot because they're like, mm, you couldn't prove it was a bear. And they're like, you didn't catch Bigfoot. But neither of us caught anything. Like, <laughs> no one's winning here. <laughs> so maybe it's Bigfoot, but it was probably a bear no. with mange. <laughs> Someone also said it could be a chimp, but chips aren't in that area. But we do have chimps or apes like as potentially misidentified animals because mm-hmm. apes have escaped from zoos before yeah and we have the southern united states like where we are where our we have a subtropic climate which could it's not the best but definitely could support an ape especially in very heavily wooded areas so like mm-hmm. sometimes you might just see a monkey that escaped a zoo like it's not no, yeah. unheard of so monkeys are smart like in florida where we have skunk ape you know this could be just an ape that got out of a zoo a long time ago and he's just living his best life can someone fucking explain to me why florida calls it skunk ape yeah i don't know what do we got we got the honey island swamp monster (laughs) right but that's a swamp monster like but like the third animal that people I'm mistake listening. for Bigfoot are people. <laughs> Whoa. Would never have guessed it. So, this could be, like, people pretending to be Bigfoot, like the ghillie suit guy. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my favorite stories I found was in 2000, 2013, a man was arrested after he accidentally shot his friend in the back while they were hunting Bigfoot. Because <laughs> no. they split up and he got scared and he shot his friend because he thought it That's was Bigfoot. insane. Oh my god. People also, um, there'll be homeless people living in the woods that, like, they move around, and this is, like, a lot of times what Bigfoot reports wind up being. People go to investigate it, and it's like, oh, there's just, like, a feral person out there. Um, That's so sad. Yeah. Just leave them be. Yeah, like, it's, I get it if you're, like, in your backyard and you start hearing noises on the other side of the fence, and you're not sure if it's a bear, Bigfoot, or what. It's probably a good idea to call somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it sucks that, like, everyone's like, it must be Bigfoot in the woods. And it's like, no, it's someone who needs help. <laughs> yeah. We have a housing crisis in America. <laughs> Another interesting phenomenon, though, like, is the pareidolia, is how you say the word. It's part of okay. human nature that causes you to see faces and figures in places that don't have any. So, like, mm-hmm. you'll look at a badly lit bear, and you're like, oh, my gosh, is that a human face on it? And it's just, like, the coloring spot that they have on their chest. But I your brain had a name. Yeah, I didn't either. I found that out looking up Bigfoot. I <laughs> see faces everywhere. That's crazy. Um, you'll also see figures, like, full figures, but it's just your yeah. mind trying to connect the dots. It's the whole, like, blotch test mm-hmm. of, like, when in therapy you're shown a blotch, you're like, what does this look like? And it looks like nothing, but you make images, you know? Like, it's my sleep paralysis demon. Bigfoot. <laughs> like, leave him alone. Um, now, in the eyes of science, Bigfoot, at best, is regarded as pseudoscience. Because so much okay. time has been put into it, it's got, like, a following... Just like cryptozoology is a pseudoscience, it like there's research been put towards it, mm-hmm. but it's not really, you know, so much of it is circumstantial, you can't call it true, like scientific research. Um, 
<laughs> and the existence of Bigfoot is not only, like, not supported, but there's a lot of stuff that goes against the very idea. First off, our food chain would show, like, evidence of a large primate, like Bigfoot, yeah. and we don't see that, or, like, disruptions in it. So, like, it's very hard to observe and document something like that being there when you can't even see it, like, that it's eating food. Also, the weather, like we've said a thousand times. He's not, yeah. a primate can't exist in, like, a temperate climate that's up in right. Washington. Um, <laughs> we also have found no evidence of DNA. And I like this one because everyone was talking about super rare creatures, like shrews, mm-hmm. where people see them once every 10 years. Like, they're so hard to find. But we find DNA evidence 20 times more than we see them. And we have yeah. no DNA evidence that could be Bigfoot. Um right. We also, Bigfoot's a bear. We also have such, like, scattered tracks and vocalizations. Like, we have mm-hmm. so many different kinds of tracks from different areas, and a lot of them are hoaxes, but some of the ones that haven't been disproved, it's like, but these are so different from all these a billion ones. Like, we're not looking at one Bigfoot or Bigfoot species. This is just, like, either someone's playing a prank or we have another animal we gotta be looking for. Uh-huh. <laughs> a chimp is loose. Jane Goodall had my favorite take out of all the science. Uh, Jane fucking Goodall? Yeah. The monkey lady? Yeah, the one, like, best primate. The monkey lady's commenting (laughs) on Bigfoot? Yes, she said she is a romantic, and that she really wants Bigfoot to be real. (laughs) So she loves- Jane. She loves to read Bigfoot accounts, and she said it would be really cool if they were real, because that would be, you know, you see the link a lot easier between human and apes, which is already Mm. a super apparent- linkage but like it'd be cool to see one of the stepping stones um so she chooses to believe that they're out there and i was like you know what that's how i see ghosts i'm like you know what it's more fun to believe bigfoot's out there so i'm doing that one so yeah jane goodall has the best take if that's good enough for jane goodall it's good enough for me yeah i know if jane goodall says they're real they're real she knows monkeys better than any of us (laughs) i like Another take, it wasn't my favorite, but I thought it was super interesting, is that a Sasquatch is just, like, it's not a new animal, but it's just, like, a bunch of subspecies of animals that we just don't know. Like, we're always arguing over, like, where species and subspecies lines lie, and it's, like, all about trying to distinguish DNA and tracks, and, like, we have stuff grouped together with things, and then later we find out these things aren't even that closely related, but we grouped them together, so it was cool to think about, like, we're barking up the wrong tree, maybe. Like, it, it could be... Like, it's not a bear. It's not a person. There is a lot of evidence out there of, like, it's we don't know what bird. this is. We don't think it's Bigfoot, but we're also, like, not really sure what it is. So it's, like, we may, we might have some new bears dropping soon because we're, like, oh, it's not Bigfoot. It's just this new bear that we've been calling a grizzly bear, but it's not. It's its own thing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and whether he's real or not isn't that important. It's, like, he's or Bigfoot as a species. They're a phenomenon, and they're not going away anytime soon. There's so many museums Mm -hmm. dedicated to Bigfoot. There are thousands of conferences held every year, events, festivals, just for Bigfoot. Like, that's all you do is go talk about Bigfoot. Colleges all over hold, like, academic talks and debates about Bigfoot. Colleges, like, it's, it's, it's not just some 
thing people Crazy. are interested yeah. into. Like, it's still looked at as, like, a pseudoscience. People still argue. There's whole organizations dedicated to proving this thing is real. And so much research goes into it that it's given the time of day to, like, be presented as research, which is yeah. crazy. <laughs> um, so, like... Because well, who knows? Someday somebody just might break the case. And, like, it's always on the news when people make a Bigfoot claim. Whether it becomes real or not, we're interested. We want to know. We yeah. want to see. We tune in. If, I want him to be real. If aliens invaded. This is my thing. If aliens invaded, I'm pretty sure they would think Bigfoot is at least a minor god in our religion <laughs> as people. Because we have so many statues and, like, days yeah. and, like, places dedicated to just Bigfoot. So many, na- like national parks and state parks have bigfoot statues in them plaques written all about this thing like if an alien came here he's gonna be like who's bigfoot because he obviously means a lot like it's whether it's real or not it's like he's in our hearts and that's what that's what matters i did not expect this to take the turn of bigfoot is a minor deity but no i fuck with it and you're right yeah so my my last thing is like the reach of the sasquatch like thing is everywhere and that's good mm-hmm. enough to make it exist to humans like it like that's all we need is like yeah whether you believe in him or not he is prevalent in our everyday lives thank you for coming to my ted talk that's insane i tried so hard i have so much research on there that i speed through i was like i can't do a bad bigfoot episode i can't just no, be yeah, like yeah, bigfoot's yeah. an ape i had to bring something new <laughs> do you think bigfoot's real like what do you as emily believe hmm I want to because there's so many Mm -hmm. cool like that vocalization thing blew my mind reading about like to hear that we don't know what is making those noises but it sounds like a language that someone couldn't fake but it's also like there's rare rare animals we deal with all the time that we at least see every once in a while like Mm -hmm. if this dude's nine foot how have we not gotten anything like rare animals sometimes we don't like can't find them because they're so reclusive like when you hear a person like coming locusts yeah grenade every seven years but or we crazy. see them on trail cams and stuff and like we see them mm-hmm. where they don't know we can see them and so like right. how we haven't found bigfoot on stuff like that makes it a little bit harder but he also could be immune to cameras and we don't know yeah or he lives in the cave systems or something i read about that when i almost talked about it but i want to do a whole episode on caves so uh, yeah no, because that has its That's a thousand lore. different things, yeah. Yeah. The map of missing people being put on top of the map of the United States cave system. Another interesting map is the map of, like, furry suits at the time yeah. of Bigfoot. Like, the Bigfoot craze. And then, like, where Bigfoot sightings were. in the area. Yeah, like, it, was, it, it lines up weirdly well. So, Bigfoot could just be furries. Did you see that thing about the furries at the little Nas X concert? Yeah, and security kicked him out, and he's like, get him back in. Yeah. <laughs> and they got back in, like, front row. Yeah. Good for I them. loved that. No. I think it's very funny to me that, like, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, and then Louisiana specifically has, like, the roadkill version. Yeah, honey, that's Swamp Monster. He looks fucked up. Yeah, he just looks like Shrek Bigfoot. Like, when you Google it, it's always, like, a dripping wet man. Like, yeah, it's just a fucking alligator. Like, and yet, in middle school, 
I went on a field trip to go look for him. Yeah. Honey Island he Swap Tours. Side note, I have been spamming your Discord with pictures of bears. Oh no, I didn't even, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there's Bigfoot. <laughs> I love the videos of them walking though. It's so, cause it just does, it looks like someone in a suit. Like a bad bear suit too. Yeah. Like it looks My like a bad bear when, cosplay. Like when bears dig out their own chairs. I think bears are so cute. We should all be bears. That was a crazy episode. I enjoyed it a lot. When you said Headless Horseman, I was like, this is about to be the best thing <laughs> we've ever <laughs> combined to create. No, yeah, we've had some pretty... We've had some pretty baller episodes. But this might be up there with one of them. Let's go. I had so much. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to have to talk so fast. No, yeah, you did. I mean, you killed it. You went real fast. Yeah, we're a little That's over. crazy. But it's okay. No, yeah. Well, we can end the episode here if you want. Because we're at two and a half hours right now. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, That's not bad. That's pretty good. Because like, we also pretty have the average intro. for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty average for us. When we hit the three hour mark, something has gone terribly, <laughs> terribly wrong. We've had a little bit too many shoot offs about Monster High. Is that yeah, that's what went wrong? There, there, something happened along the way, and we lost sight of what was important. <laughs> Did we though? I think Monster High is the most important thing anyone could talk about. Well, um. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> we're going to end it here before we start that conversation. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, the whole nine yards. Um, don't watch the Dahmer series on Netflix. I said that I wanted to, and then Lux was like, um, actually, it's problematic. And then I Googled it, and it's problematic. Um, so don't watch that. Um, don't they, like, change things? No, they didn't alert the victim's family at all. So this one is interesting in this... First of all, it's a dramatic recreation, which has problematic mm-hmm. um, tendencies as it, like, changes stories and things. Mm-hmm. But this one focuses a lot more, from what I understand, I haven't watched it, on how the legal system failed. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know if you were aware that, like, Dahmer lived in a predominantly black apartment building, and then that's why... Like, that's part of the reason that there was so much police incompetence was because, like, black people were too afraid to call the cops on their creepy white neighbor. Oh. Like, I don't know if you've seen the videos of people who lived in his apartment complex after he got arrested were too poor to move out, so they slept in the hallway. Oh, my gosh. Like, there's a lot of things, but they didn't alert any of the victims' families. Mm -hmm. And they, like, recreated testimony. Oh, that's weird. And Evan Peters is Jeffrey Dahmer, so it's, like, people are kind of, like, I mean, there's always the people who take things out of hand, and, Mm -hmm. like, people are, like, oh, my God, he's so hot. Not Dahmer is hot, but, like, Evan Peters as Jeffrey Dahmer. And that's a weird... There's a weird gray area there. Yeah, to make the serial killer attractive on purpose, like, that's not cool. what... Because I've seen, I'm on True Crime TikTok, so I've seen both sides of people like this is problematic and the victim's family. Because, like, when it comes to things like this, there is no legal obligation to let the living family know. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's technically all public record. Yeah. 
but it would have been nice yeah and if you're changing the story up you could be changing how they're portrayed from what i understand they're not changing it so much as it's like dramatized like it's not a different story but it it can read different from what i understand it's showing almost too much oh like it's a very very brutal i have heard that it's brutal and it's like to for you to talk about like a true crime show and say that it's almost too brutal and like the victim's families or one of the victim's families came out spoke out and said it was just like re-traumatizing another generation like how many movies about him do we need Mm -hmm. i get it yeah i get that too it's like they're trying to make money off of making a movie about it it's not to educate or no it's kind of it's kind of yucky it has some yucky problems with it also ryan murphy made it and i don't know if y'all know ryan murphy but don't do that like he, he's not a good dude um he made glee like he, why did he make this um anyway yeah leave us an itunes review please and thank you B- bye i guess goodbye and good night i died halfway through that word <laughs> oh my god bye guys <laughs>